The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Turn these, turn these out. As, uh, George Shaw, I'm going to be honest, George Galloway's show has scared the shit out of me. And, um, and I, we don't want to dwell on war, but this could be the last show we ever do. Um, so I thought um, that the only way we could possibly, the best, the best way we could try and get peace is through the healing power of music. So I'd like to dedicate this song to, um, to anybody called Frank. <clears throat> I met a boy called Frank Mills on September 12th right here in front of the Waverly. But unfortunately, I lost his address. He was last seen with his friend, a drama he resembles George Harrison of the Beatles, but he wears his hair tied in a small bow at the back. Watch me, Catherine. Stop writing and watch me. Watch me. I love him, but it embarrasses me to walk down the street with him. He lives in Brooklyn somewhere and wears this white crash helmet. He has gold chains on his leather jackets and on the back are written the names Mary and Mom and Hell's Angels I would gratefully appreciate it if you see him tell him I'm in the park with my girlfriend and please tell him Angela and I don't want the two dollars back just he now if that doesn't bring peace to the world Catherine well, God knows what will. It'll certainly stun them into silence. Speaking of crash helmets, you've turned into a helmet because your motorbike is dead. The mo- Remember last year, me and Kath were cool. We're cool. We were the cool guys. And we bought motorbikes, mopeds. And um, 20 years old, and it didn't cost us very much money. But still, around close to a grand. Um, and I got one first because I'm, I'm the trendsetter and, and Kath wants to be in my gang because I'm cool. And so she got one and she rode it for about two months and then it was winter, so we couldn't ride it anymore. And then, um, mine started again and Kath didn't. So no. a garage came and picked it up. And what did they say to you, Catherine? I'll tell you exactly what they said. Basically, they said... They said it's going to cost more than a £1,000 to repair. More than a £1,000. And I went, oh, I really do love that bike. And he said, let me just stop you there. If you're thinking about putting the money into it, don't. No. No, here's the thing I've learned. If the repairs cost more than the vehicle or are starting to approach the cost of the vehicle, you junk it. That's what I've done with every car I've had. You get a repair for about a grand, and they go, it's going to need another two grand. You go, no, I am 
out of this. Let me run you through for all you uh, petrol heads out there. Here exactly we what we're looking at. This is it, guys. This is. Uh, let, hang on a minute. Let me get. Hang on a minute. Let me get some um, motorcycle. Um, some sad music. Um, I'm sad about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can. Um, Basically, this is this is this is the post mortem. It took him four hours to get into a position to even make a diagnosis because so many of the bolts on the bodywork had degraded. So I'm not, he had to I'm drill not, to remove the bucket under the seat hang to gain access. Hang on a minute. I'm, I, I, that music was that music was too dead. It's a Friday night. It's party night. Friday is the new um, Thursday, so we need something a little bit more up tempo. Uh, so, so here we go. Here we go. Couldn't get my motor running though. Oh, okay, doesn't matter. So just adding salt into my wounds. Yep. R- rubbing salt into Kath's. Um, oh, and this is something rude then. I didn't. <laughs> I know I exactly where you were going there. I nearly said something. I said don't, the G word. Wow. Is that what you thought I was going to no. say? What did you think I was going to say? Just do the wound. Anyway, I was going to so... say gash. Honestly, but I meant it. Don't in... do that. I meant it in the traditional sense. Of... Did you know that if you open. Um, a bottle of champagne by a woman's um, vagina, she, it will kill her. I can imagine it would smart rather, yes. Okay, away you go. Right, so four hours to actually get I was the thing told open. that when I was 16 years old, now I think of it. So maybe it's Probably not true. Even four hours to get into a position to yes. look at the engine. Here we go. Bearing in mind this is something that apparently was checked over thoroughly in August when I bought it. Hmm. 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 Noisy starter gear, he says, potential problems, sourcing parts for that in the future, but it might be all right. The battery, completely unserviceable. Remember, this is the battery that I was told was brand new, and I actually charged it after the winter. The starter motor operating very slowly because the contacts are all but burned out there. The inlet manifold, Ian, perished. Engine mounting, or silent block, degraded to the point where it could have dropped while riding. Extremely dangerous. He told me that it could have caused a fatality if I'd have hit the uh, speed humps. Wow. Slightly, slightly, slightly too fast. Wowzers! My wheels would have gone all over, all over the place. So that's what we're looking at. Uh, the engine could have fallen out. Absolute, absolute nightmare, guys. Whereas mine is. Well, I'm worried. Let's about just mine. remind ourselves. I, w- I probably rode it two and a half months. Yeah. On a weekend. I'm worried about mine now, but not worried enough that I'm going to check. I'm going to. I'm going to live dangerously. Like I'm going to be like James Dean. I'm going to live fast and die in a road accident. Die, and die in a, a road accident, um, which will only add to my uh, street credibility. That's enough of that. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. It's the Late Night Alternative with myself, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. Um, you can call in about absolutely anything you want, guys. But here's the thing that, that here's going to be the big talking point of tonight's show. And I I don't want to get people too riled up and too angry. As I say, Friday night is the new Thursday. It's party night. There'll be people. You know those, um, little silver canisters that you see everywhere? That's laughing gas, is it? Um, Apparently so, a lot of laughing gets done in car parks. A lot of laughing gets done in my street, it would seem. Um, so so that's laughing gas. Is that what they call Is that hippie crack? That's what they call it in the papers. Jeez. And so it's like a little canister of laughing gas. And then what, you pop the top and you... Or put... <laughs> Finish, next one. Is that it? I, I, we've got a young person working with us. I, I'm not... not look, she's laughing! 
Oh. No, and she's tiny, so you can't see her behind the screen. But then she just pops up and she's laughing. Maybe she's got... We'll have a look out there for those canisters on the floor. I thought they had to, um, like, suck on balloons for that. No, that's... That's just helium. No, but you, like at festivals and that, they're oh, sucking on balloons. Oh, is it? Is yeah. it? I don't understand drugs. These back in my day, it was a bit of puff, um, a bit of bit of white, or a bit of brown. That was it. That was all. Now you've got all these or pills. Now you've got canisters. You've got um, skunky skunky weed. You've got all of these drugs. All the legal highs. Oh, they're not legal anymore. No. They made them illegal. The illegal highs. And I used to be, when I was a lad, used to be able to buy mushrooms on Camden High Street. Now, anyway, but let's not even, let's not even, um, it's, I know, so what I'm saying is, it's Friday night, it's the new Thursday, if you're out there partying, um, pump, We are the only legal high available to you. Uh, uh, uh well, uh, also Jesus. Um, party hard, um, but... Party sensibly is mm-hmm. is what I'll say. Um, you know, if you're going to take drugs, you know, get get your mates to take them like an hour before. Don't take drugs and see if they if don't. they're having serious don't. negative side effects. Ofcom, don't don't take, take drugs. drugs. Ofcom, don't take drugs. But kids, listen. No, I don't. don't. I don't at all. What I'm saying is, Friday is the new Thursday. If if you're partying, party hard, but party safe. Um, is 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 is, is what I'm going to say to you. In, party in, rings. Enjoy yourself. What? Party rings. Human caterpillar. <laughs> human, se- human centipede. Human caterpillar is a dance move, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, so, 0344 499 But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I really want to talk to you about tonight. It's the, it's, it's the greatest... It's like, you know in um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, right? Um, talking about the second one with Donald Sutherland and Leonard Nimoy and Goldblum, where basically if you fall asleep, then a, like a pod will appear from another planet, and if you fall asleep, the pod becomes you, and then it wakes up and it kills you, right? Well, I and, and at the end, it's only the woman is the woman is the only one left who uh, spoiler alert, but it's like a forty year old film. The woman is the only one left who isn't um, hasn't been body snatched, right? Even Donald Sutherland gets body snatched, right? Well, I feel like... She get body shamed because she's a woman. I feel like... I'm going to ignore that because I'm genuinely furious. I feel like the woman at the end of Invasion... The remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers and that I am the only one that, that, that can see the truth. So I'm going to say something, right? And it is going to jar with you. And your first reaction, because you've been brainwashed into thinking this... Um, Newsflash, um, Will has emailed, Ian, you are well informed. Fatty Arbuckle killed a fan in a debauched party with a champagne bottle act of passion. A champagne bottle act of passion. Apparently he had a fetish for this particular act. On this last occasion he committed suicide shortly after the poor lady's death. I hope with your razzmatazz lifestyle you don't degenerate similarly to fatty. Well, thank you for that. So I'm going to say something and it's going to... Your, your knee-jerk reaction is going to be, you absolute ass, And you're going to write letters of complaint and... By the way, actually don't take drugs, kids. You seriously don't take drugs. Um, you're going to write letters of complaint and you're going to get really angry, but I want you to try and just go beyond that and and realise that what I'm saying makes sense, right? You are all being lied to by the mainstream media, okay? It is controlling your thoughts. And we all like to think that we don't get sucked in by the MSM, MM, mainstream media, mainstream is one word. We all like to think that we don't get sucked in by them, but 
um, unfortunately, you all do, because you're all sheeple, right? So what I'm going to say totally contradicts the narrative of uh, the Daily Mail, uh, the BBC, um, Sky News. Or it totally, Channel 5? Yeah, Channel 5. Channel it totally contradicts that narrative, okay? But you are being lied to. Salted caramel is pish, right? Salted caramel is not a nice thing. You're being lied to. When did when did when did someone decide? Mm, you know, caramel is like one of the nicest things in the world. I'm going to add salt to it. And it, so, when did that happen? That must have been in the last twelve months. Someone has decided we've reached peak caramel. What we need to do now is we need to add salt to it. Well, I'm t- here to tell you, brothers and sisters, salted caramel doesn't taste very nice. It's in everything. It's ice cream. It's cola flavors. It's cake. It's cheesecake. It's sweeties. It's uh, uh, popcorn flavors. Popcorn is not even a uh, you know is a is a snack that shouldn't be eaten out of the cinema. We'll save that for another day. Um, it's crisps. It's it's ice creams. It's everywhere. Everywhere you you can't just get now like caramel. Fla- you can't get caramel flavored ice cream or caramel flavored sweet. It's salted caramel, and everyone thinks, "Oh, it's salted caramel! It's so sophisticated! It's so, it's so, um, zhu, zhu, zhu. it's you know, it's so flash, and it's it's not, it's not a thing. It isn't a thing in the same way that iced coffee isn't a thing, and that was a con. This is the this is the biggest con, and it is, and you're all sitting there going, "What are you talking about? This is outrageous! Get on your phones, prove me wrong." But salted caramel, and I'm I'm so angry with this because everywhere, can I get the that, what flavour is salted caramel? I've just got like caramel. No. Have you just got like chocolate? No. It's salted caramel. Well, it's shitty caramel as far as I'm concerned. It is, um, uh, unless salted caramel is advertising with us, in which case go out and buy it. But it is, it is a con. It is not an actual flavour. We'll list the seven flavours after the break. It is not a flavour. It is a made-up thing. And if you think about it, if you really think about it, sheeple, um, you will realise you don't actually like it. You don't actually like salted caramel. You're being told you like it, and you're being told by your friends that they like it. So you're buying into this thing, but you don't like it. Guys, salted caramel is not a thing. 0344-499-1000. When we come back, we're going to speak to Noel Taylor. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Let's go to Noel Taylor. Good evening, Noel. Hello, Ian and Kath. I've got something really exciting for you. Okay. It's a world, you, by the way, world... you know the, the invention that you phoned up with yesterday? Yeah. The, the thing to um, flatten bacon while you cook it? Yeah. It exists already, mate. I know. I, I, I do listen to all of your shows. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Um, this is a, a world exclusive. Yes. And it's uh, Paradise Earth in the Deserts. And it, this is something new that I haven't well, it, told it, you about. It, it's not. It's not. It's not something new because you phoned in and told us about this before. I know that's what I was just saying. I, I phoned in about it before, but yes, this is so, this is something new to it that's so very exciting. Uh, this and this was just a reminder for those who missed it. 
This yeah. was um, a society built in the desert that um, basically it, 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 everything was built out of human excrement. That's right, and and, and beautiful. Well, well the, the, the the plants are grown from human excrement, which everybody in the world would donate. Yep, and urine as well. Imagine, imagine a like a, a donation of everybody, everybody in the world's poo. Yeah, well, the deserts are massive, aren't they? As yep. you know, Lee, yep. Ian. Yep. Um. Anyway, the the, the water saved from not flushing the toilets. That that would be uh, saved, and it would be put into your own private oasis yes. by Chinook helicopter carrying a Bambi bucket. Okay, the the amount of fuel that a Chinook helicopter w- requires, I think, outweighs the water saved by not flushing a dump. Uh, I, I know it'd be very expensive for transport, but the thing is that uh, it would be only be for a short period because. Once plantations in the desert are established, yeah. it would rain more. Okay. Fine. Oh, fine. Fine. Fair enough. Can I ask a question, Noel? Oh, God. Why does it sure. have to be human poo? Uh, it can be animal. Uh, it's animal poo as well. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. Free for all. All right. Yeah, go on. Um, well, well, everybody would be self-sufficient, and it would be, it'd be absolutely amazing. You, you'd have uh, so much peace. It change everything in the world. There would be no crime, no time, no dime, no politics, no pollution, no recycling, no religion, no hate, no schools. But a lot of poo. Oh, you're still on about the poo. Well, I'm just saying what there isn't, but what there is, is poo. You need to, you listen, you're focusing on the negatives. You need to focus on, um, you've got to accentuate the positive, okay? <laughs> and the positive here is, There'll be a place he said there will be no words that rhyme anymore. <laughs> Didn't you, did I, I, I wasn't listening to, but that's, but that's kind of what you said, isn't it? Uh, most of them rhymed, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I tried to make them rhyme. I like that bit. Yep, yep, yep. Well, he's a songwriter as well as a, um, a visionary. Can tell. What do you? What are your views on salted caramel? Um, I don't have sugar and I don't have salt. So, well, I very rarely have salt. Right. Because you've got to have salt to survive, haven't you? To live. Um, I don't buy this thing about um, salt being bad for you. By the way, can I just say I don't know what's happened. Uh, George Galloway comes on and does a passioned um, broadcast about not bombing Syria or bombing Syria. I don't, I didn't, wasn't listening, so I don't quite know what his his view is. And he gets yeah. loads of phone calls. I do a passioned um, anti-salted caramel rant, and I get all I got is um, a nut job on the phone and nobody else calling in. So well, I don't understand. I don't understand what I've what I've done wrong here, guys. They've obviously got a problem with passion. Passion over. Yeah, they they, pro- they they probably have. It's because they're all sheeple. Yeah, good word. Thank you, man. I invented it. Um, well, Noel, <laughs> I wish you the very best of luck with this. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Absolutely bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us um, a call. Um, as you know, I've been listening to this Beatles anthology revisited. That's what it's called. Right? Beatles anthology revisited fan-made audio documentary right it is hang on i can tell you how long it is because um it is it is I'm, I'm obsessed with it and it's it's kind of coming to an end right so it is 18 episodes 
and there's it lasts for 1.1 days says to my going to my itunes there's over 24 hours of this this shiz right and um today that the episode i've been listening to it's been all about the paul mccartney is dead stories i love the paul mccartney is dead ah uh, it, it's it's got to be one of it's got to be one of the first conspiracy theories of modern times of 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 the electronic age um and and it's it's so beautifully done it's it, it, it from what i can gather from what I can pick up, and the 60s were weird, right? The late 60s was weird. Because, you know, people have been taking acid for way too long. And some people have moved on from acid to heroin. You know, it was, it was a dark time, you know. And after the summer of love of 67, it got, it got very, very dark with, with Altamont at the Rolling Stones concert where a fellow was stabbed to death. You can, you, and you see him being stabbed in the movie. Uh, Manson, I think, was 69. It got very, very dark. So it only—it seems natural that the, that the Beatles would would take on some of that darkness, right? And I, I'm going to have a look on YouTube in a minute, see if I can find some of the the supposed messages in the record. So, so the the, the rumours were um, that on the "Your Mother Should Know," do you know that song? "Your Mother Should Know." Yes, oh, it's a great song. On the "Your Mother Should Know" performance, um, John, George, and Ringo are wearing red carnations. And Paul is wearing a black carnation. Right, so that, that mm-hmm. proves he's dead. Uh, on the cover of Abbey Road, Paul isn't wearing shoes. And John's wearing a white suit. And George is wearing a suit that is looks like an Italian undertaker's. And the number plate on the car in the back is 28 if. Which is a great one. 28, 28 if he were alive. Um... There's the, the, the uh, uh, on Sergeant Pepper. There's a picture of the four of them, but John's, uh, but Paul's got his back to them. There's apparently there's a picture of a grave on the front, and there's a base draped across the grave, and there's some clues in some of the song. Apparently, died in a car crash about sixty six, sixty seven, and was replaced by a Scottish actor called James Campbell. And um, there's some clues in some of the songs. Some of the more obvious ones are um, Ringo's song, um, You Were in a Car Crash and You and you Lost Your Hair. Right? So, and I'll, I'll try and find some of the clips. If you play stuff backwards, there's, there's bits. There's a great one. Revolution 9 backwards. I think is I Buried Paul, and it really sounds like it. But then, and the Beatles, uh, there's interviews with the Beatles throughout the years in this, this, this fan-made documentary. And, um... At various points, they kind of laugh it off, they shrug it off, they get a little bit angry about it. They get, it kind of varies, right? Generally, they're very good, really, really good-natured about it, laughing about it. Um, and they they, 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 they deconstruct all of the arguments, go, well, you know, the songs are random, you know, the, a lot of these lyrics are just, you know, um, flights of fancy, surrealism, there's no meaning to it, you know. Uh, but at no point... Do any of the Beatles or anybody in the Beatles sphere go, right, if Paul was dead and we wanted to keep it a secret, why would we give you clues? What, what, why would, why would we put clues in our records about this massive secret that we've got? Do you think they were doing a thing? Who's doing what? The Beatles. What, do you think Paul is dead? No, I think that they just... It was something that people could talk about. No! What do you mean? 
Well, let's let, let's wind. Let, I don't know. Let's but, wind up the public. No, but they weren't. Um, they weren't. They didn't come up with the rumor. No, but once it started, I don't. I don't know. It's 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 weird. Um, how can I want to find? Um, is it in Revolution Number Nine? Backwards. Here we go. Here we go. Paul is dead. Right. Right. Okay. This is a this is a great one. Um, oh, where is it? Um, here we go. Um, oh, there's loads. Here we go. Audio. Here we go. So, Revolution Number Nine. This is the avant-garde piece, which I love. You can't listen to it too often. It's the avant-garde piece on the on uh, White Album, Number Nine, Number Nine, Number Nine. It's brilliant, right? Um, but but so this is this is apparently in it. It says, uh, um, right here we go. Here we go. I think this is it. Right, so. Number Nine. So this is it. Play forward. Number Nine. Number nine, 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 number nine. Right, right, this is what it's, right, so if you can work out what it says, it isn't I bury Paul, that's in, um, that's in Strawberry Fields backwards. Right, here we go. Number nine, all oh, right. Booking here. Is it supposed to be turn me on, dead man? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not really, is it? Turn me on, dead man. Come on, man. Come on. Well, it seems completely. It doesn't it seem? Doesn't it seem? Doesn't it seem spot on? Um, here we go. This. Right. What have we got here? So this is all a little bit random. We want to jump to um, um, good morning. I, I am the walrus. Uh, I am uh, I am the walrus. Reverse. All right. What's this? That's all over the shot. I don't know. I'll delve into it. I love it. Good evening, Costa. Good evening, mate. How you doing? I'm very, very well, thank you. I'm shattered, but I'm good. What have you got for us? Shattered. Um, I'm the same as well. Mate, I'm uh, driving home from work, and uh, I was just listening to this last guy that uh, was on the radio. The, what? The, oh, yes, the Noel Taylor, talking about yeah. the, the world made of poo. What, what, a, what a plonker, like you said. Unbelievable wow. people in this world. <laughs> But, oh, but why? All he wants is uh, is a better society. Yeah, so he's telling us not to flush our toilets so he can collect our weight. Well, well our you know, of course, that flushing toilets, you, you, you're encouraged to flush your toilet less as it's a huge waste of money. Right, so he expects us to get a bucket and basically pick it out. Oof. Well, <laughs> well... <laughs> It, it, what's the what's the phrase? If it's yellow, let it mellow. Let it mellow. If it's brown, <laughs> flush it down. That's Ken Livingstone when he was mayor of London before he came out as an anti-Semite. Ken Livingstone, um, uh, as the mayor of London, was was suggesting everyone should if it's uh, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. You're not supposed to flush your wee. Fantastic. I don't know about the fiance is going to say to that, but. Yeah, I don't think she'd appreciate that. <laughs> You're supposed to as well. Another thing is that it's recommended you put a brick in your toilet system. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, right. In fact, your water board will probably send you. They they've got these equip these um. It's like a sort of sandbag type thing that they'll give you to put in your system to save water. So basically, Costa, you need to um, you need to start sending your feces to um, Noel Taylor. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get his email address and send it him. Nice. Find his address and send it him. <laughs> Thank you, Costa. Don't send it. Please don't send it to Talk Radio Towers. Um, Will is Will who's right? Okay, Will is Will who is wrong about Fatty Arbuckle. I've been reliably informed. Right. Says I am very much in, in accord with John Lennon. Rest in peace. Regarding McCartney, I lost respect for him when he turned up drunk and threw beer cans at David Blaine's glass box during his above the below stunt. He didn't. Will Will is trying to create fake news. What Paul McCartney said brilliantly. It's the best quote. You know this quote, don't yeah. you? Paul, you remember David Blaine. 13, 14 years ago, 14 years ago, was um, in, suspended in a, in a Perspex box near, it wasn't even above the River Thames, it was near the River Thames for like, I don't know, a month or something. And it was the most pointless, ridiculous thing ever. And McCartney was there one night, apparently a bit boozed up, and um, some reporters tried to get a picture of him or ask him some questions, and he went, F off, I'm just here to see that silly C in that box up there. Brilliant. He didn't chuck beer at him. Um, with the Do you think de- Will is real, or is he like Russia? Will is, Will is Russia. It's with the box. demise of the Beatles, John went on to give us tunes like Imagine, while Paul gave us the frog chorus. I rest my case. I hope the sickly crooner is dead. No. <gasps> well, John also gave us tunes... Um, right. Here's the thing. Everyone goes, yeah, John Lennon. Um, John Lennon was an absolute... Um, uh, you know, he was a poet and visionary. He was a visionary, and he was he was great. Just just listen to listen to this, All right? Listen listen to how many times John Lennon. He can't think of a lyric, so he goes gotta gotta. Just listen, you see. <laughs> This song about someone who's arrested for dope, right? You, 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 Is you that know, real? Yeah, that's a real song. That's a real song. Wow. Um, and yeah, John Lennon did some brilliant songs. Mind Games. Oh, that's a great record. Mind Games. Jealous Guy. This is some superb stuff, but the significant majority, I'm afraid, of John Lennon's solo stuff is utter, utter pony, right? And a lot of... Um, uh, a, a lot of Paul McCartney stuff is pony, but he's done some brilliant stuff. Live and let die. Maybe I'm amazed. Oh, get out of town, Will. Get out of town. Um, oh, it's time for this. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Wilson. Hello, Ian. Hello, Wilson. Fine, how are you? I, did, right? I didn't ask. Yes, I'm good. Yep. 
Um, I'm here to speak about the um, Paul McCartney's bed theory. Here we go. Here we go. This is what we want. The voice of youth. This is um, what's worry- worrying the Generation Xs. Here we go. Um, did you know on the sleeve, record sleeve of um, Sergeant Pepper's, the because you know the record sleeve is generally white. Yes. Um, it's red progressing over to white. Yes. So it's basically to symbol blood. Yep. And then later on, another record sleeve mm-hmm. is Abbey Road, where he wasn't wearing the shoes. Yep. Had a black sleeve. Yep. And it's meant to be resembling hang a. Hang on, what, what do you mean? What, what, hang on a minute. What black sleeve? What the inner sleeve? Yeah, the record sleeve. No, that wasn't black. Yeah, it was. No, 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 it wasn't black. Ian, I own the record. I yep. know that it's black. Uh, well, hey, listen, I own I own the record, and I know that the inner sleeve. Of Kath, quickly Google, is the inner sleeve? What colour is the inner sleeve of Abbey Road? So what are you talking about, Sergeant Pepper? No, the inner red. sleeve is... Um, uh, right, okay. the vinyl. Get, 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 yeah. get, get, get. All right, calm down, Wilson. No one likes a smart-ass. Uh, so, yeah, shut up. So, Google the inner sleeve of Abbey Road. Okay. What colour is it, please? Um, and if, he, if he's right, we'll just cut him off. Um, I suspect... Right, uh, well, thanks Thanks for calling, Wilson. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah better luck next time. Yeah, unbelievable. What a smart-ass. He's right, he's right. Um, also on Sergeant Pepper, on Paul's sleeve, it says OPD, officially pronounced dead. It's great! It's great! I love it! And the thing is, if you smoke enough dope, as they would have been doing in the 60s, you know, and, and we're, we're really looking, particularly in America, more so than in America than in the UK, because the Americans take these things much more seriously than we do. They were looking for messianic messages they were looking for for spiritual and religious significance within the the work of what was basically a pop group they were just a pop band right um and um they were looking for stuff so if someone goes guys we we found it we found the messages there are clues um uh, then the, it's there yeah oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if um you want to give us a call you're very, very welcome. Hey, we're not here next Friday. Have you got that day off? Yes, I have. Because we're going to go and see Chaz and Dave. I know, outrageous, isn't it? Chaz In and concert, Dave. we're not just, like, going to camp outside their house. Well, no, but we're going to hang out with them afterwards. Um, Chaz and Dave at the uh, um, Royal Albert Hall. Um, Cockney legends, Chaz and Dave are having a knees up with Pete Doherty on his new album. Good for them. The Rabbit Hitmakers are firm friends with Doherty and have performed several gigs together over the years. Now the duo are set to record with his band, The Libertines, on their new album due later this year. P- pianist Chaz Hodges told The Daily Star, It was only mentioned about a week ago. We were asked if we're up for it, and we said, yeah. Of course, I've recorded with Chaz. Recorded um, Beatles song with Chaz. Yeah, you did. Several. Several Beatles hits. It's all a bit hush-hush at the moment, but we'll get in the studio, and whatever happens will happen. I love Chaz and Dave, man. Next Friday is going to be such a laugh. It's going to be such a laugh. What a great show it's going to be at the Royal Albert Hall of all places. You've never been to the no, Royal Albert I Hall? I haven't. I've been there loads of times. I saw the monkeys there. I saw the Who there. I introduced the Who there. I saw the ukulele orchestra um, uh, I saw Liza Minnelli there, I saw Tony Bennett there, loads of, loads of, loads of gigs. 
Chaz admits the results could depend on what state non-stop partying hellraiser Peter's in. He laughs. You never know what's going to happen with Pete. Chaz and Dave released their own album of new songs, A Little Bit of Us, on April the 20th, and they play the Royal Halbert Hall in London next week. Uh, Sun says... Um, Snooker Loopy, so this is their comment thing. Snooker Loopy stars Chaz and Dave are teaming up with Libertine's wild child, Pete Doherty. Well, Pete's always been a bit potty. <laughs> <laughs> it was more heroin, wasn't it? Um, it was all kinds of things. Um, but, you know, good for them. Good for them. Um, they were uh, sampled on an Eminem song. Um, I, think that they, I think they got paid in the end. I think they had to kind of argue there's a bit of um argy-bargy going on a bit of back and forth but i think they got paid quite well are they on stan Chaz and dave i think Chaz and dave are on stan i don't know um look at jim i've just seen on the same page jim davison oh here we go comedian jim davison has called on the bbc to rehire him as the host of their revamped version of the generation game he hosted the Saturday Night Show from 1995 until 2002 before it was axed. The BBC has revived the series with former Bake Off, Bake Off stars Mel and Sue. Uh, Jim said, the, B- the BBC like to tick boxes. These ladies are nice as they checked several. Female, gay, Labour supporters. <laughs> if they want the generation game done properly, they should call me. Because he ticks a few boxes. Male, white, racist... Old-fashioned arsehole. So, um, yeah, they should get in touch with him. 0344 499 1000. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, quiet on the phone tonight. It was quiet. When was it Quiet. Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday. Tuesday was quiet, wasn't it? I seem to uh, seem to remember. Um, Wednesday was war. Oh, by the way, if you missed the war show, um, what a load of old nonsense and triviality and stupidity and silliness um, that was. We, we, we basically made up a game off the cuff, on the hoof, off the hoof, on the hoof. On it. Um, off our own bats. And it's bats. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, we played it for two hours, and it was r- r- silly and um, wonderful and annoying and dumb and all of those kind of things combined. Um, it's out as the uh, that we put the whole thing out as a podcast. And in fact, um, what I'll do, Kath, could you find the link for it and tweet it? Then I'll retweet it. Of course, I could. Um, and um, you can go and listen to the whole thing. We do a daily podcast of this hear show um so um if you go to the talkradio.co.uk page or itunes or your usual podcast provider and type in ian lee talk radio then you'll get a daily um subscribe you'll get a daily um podcast which is great and if you like it please share it leave comments on the um apps where you can leave comments and let other people know about it um, and also, um, there's another show we do uh, called The Rabbit Hole, which is a phone-in show, but done in front of a studio audience. And we've episode 50, um, which means we've been doing it for about a year. 
Uh, well, we do it for more than a year because there's a couple of weeks when we didn't do it, so it was so well over a year. Uh, episode 50 went up yesterday, and again, you can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Acast, you can get it um, on your usual podcast providers, um, and uh, we're we're proud of that, and it's we think it's a you know it's a, a good old thing, although. Uh, we haven't got any more dates booked in. Now, we're doing a show in June. June! Um, in fact, I need to email the venue about that, because I need to pop into the venue. Maybe next weekend, actually. I need to pop into the venue and try out the... Because the, 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 the thing we want to do in June is... Um, let me write, write this down. It's my thing to do tomorrow, is to email the... What day is it tomorrow? The 14th. Hey, it's Friday the 13th! Yeah, oh, jeez! Oh! Whoa! Whoa! That's why we got no calls. Everyone is... T- everyone's dead. Everyone died today. To do. Uh, email the Bill Murray. That's the name of the venue. Um, the thing we want to do in June is to try and do a TV show and stream it live on my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Ian Lee. So it'll be three cameras, me and Kath, audience, um, uh, and probably a guest as well. But I need to work out because I tried to do it the last time we were there and I couldn't get it to work. And I'm hoping that's just because um, I was struggling a little, you know, I was, I was under pressure. So I, that, that's the plan. But that bar that date at the Bill Murray in London on June, we haven't got any more live things um, booked in. And I just, I don't know, I don't know where to go with the rabbit hole. I don't know, do we just keep, keep churning them out? Because that's what it feels like. Although since, I think since Dublin, we've hit a groove and and they've all been very very solid shows very solid shows um uh and i, I just i just I, I don't know i just don't know what to do with myself so i don't know where we're going to go with it what well, i don't know what your thoughts are uh it needs something doesn't it it needs something do we go back to do you remember when we first started out we toyed with the idea of when people booked tickets we'd send them a little questionnaire yeah, we can do that. I don't, um, I don't... Just to get some that. more stories, because we got some good stories at the beginning, didn't well, we? Well, we can do that, but I don't... Because that's what we wanted, wasn't it? More people yeah. to tell us stories. But I don't think... For me, that's not the problem. The, you know, the, the content has been... We've had really strong content mm. in, in from uh, Dublin, Belfast, then Bath, Luton, uh, Brighton uh, and London. It's, it's all been strong content. You know, it's two hours. They're two-hour shows that are made up off the cuff, off on the cuff, off the hoof, and um, in our own backs. So, and and so the content isn't the problem. The content isn't the problem, and the audience participation has been spot on. Mm. I just, I just, I don't know, you know. And I've stuck with it for a long time because normally I have an idea and I'd, I'd do it for a week and then go right, bored of that now. What's yeah. next? The last one we put out was number fifty. Yeah. Who'd have thought we'd get to fifty? Yeah. So, um, and we've got another six or seven or eight. In the can. When I say in the can, I mean on the memory card. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. And I'm thinking out loud. And the reason I keep bringing it up is because I'm hoping if I keep if I bring it up enough, something will click in me. But part of me thinks I'm done with that now. I'm done. Part of me thinks I'm done with that now. And um, I don't know. Um, this way for Cox. Oh. Um, so Bellend, you know Bellend, the street has been saved. Bellend is, um, as they, they've, they've pulled back on Bellend 
and they said hands off Bellend. Hands off Bell. They the council the, the council uh, came Leave down. Leave Bellend alone. They they came down hard on the people that wanted a retraction of Bellend, etc. 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 Smutty sounding street name Bellend has been saved following a petition to keep it. Residents of the road in Rowley Regis, West Midlandshire, have been told by the local council there are no plans to change what the road is called. This comes after this comes despite some complaints that it has led to lower house prices. But it's certainly not the only hilarious name for a place or road, as Britain is littered with them. James Moore here James Moore. No, no runs down the 40th of the rudest-sounding places in the land. You can never get enough of rude place names. Got 40 of them. In at number 40. Naughty 40. Hooker Road in Norwich. 39, Willie Lane, Nottingham. 38, West Sussex. It's Titty Hill. 37 is where we start to get into the... We start to get... You know, in Ricelip, Fine Bush Lane. Shut oh, yeah. up! Fine Bush Lane. Ooh, Fine Bush Lane. <laughs> North Yorkshire Moors, the whole of Horcum. Wow. The whole of Horcum. God. Jeez. Oh, my God. In, uh, one in Northamptonshire, Titty Ho. Okay. Titty Ho! <laughs> Brian Blessed. <laughs> but that's the name of one of Brian Blessed's children. Titty Ho! <laughs> that's not bad, Brian Blessed, is it? No! Titty Ho! <laughs> Can't do it now. Devon Crapstone. Hmm? Morden, Beaver Close. Allerdale in Cumbria. Cockermouth, of course. Lincolnshire, Bitchfield. <laughs> Bitchfield. <laughs> Shepshed in Leicestershire, Butthole Lane. That's an American. But doesn't really mean anything over here. Oh, West, Sus- West Sussex, number 28. Um, this is well. This is naughty. Lickfold. Oh God. <laughs> Lickfold, because that because the fold would yes, be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go to. Let's take a break from that. Good evening, Michael. That's me. That's me singing. I'm a good yeah. singer. Evening, Andre. Oh, you know, right? Yeah, good thing. I like to. I, always, I like to sing Beatles sing, but I don't know how to sing. I think I might sing Help. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Let's go for it. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! That's about it. Okay. Oh, Ian. Yes. You know all the Beatles vinyls and all that, the albums and singles. Yes, I do. I know all the oh, Beatles vinyls. Yeah. Now I collected nearly everyone I could think of about twenty years ago from boot sales. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, EPs and blooming, I've got blooming stacks of them. Yeah. All on Apple label and blooming parlophone and everything. They yeah. all look good, eh? Yeah. That's it's a good collection. It's great. You've well, I've, I've not seen it, so I don't know if it's a good collection. But yeah, you've you no. are, you own a lot. I, I can't deny with the fact that you've just told me you own a lot of records. Beatles, apart from others, but I mean, at the time, they're picking up for like ten and twenty pence each. Yeah. And they're all in their covers, and that's brilliant. And albums as well, yeah? Yes. Good idea. What? I don't know. What What are you saying? Day? I just thought I'd let you know. What? 
Well, Beatles records. What that you've good. got? That you've basically you, you just phoned in to let me know that Beatles records are good. Yeah. Thanks for your call, Andre. Let's go to John. Good evening, John. Hello, Ian. Hello, John. How are you doing tonight? Very well, thank you. Well, it's great. I mean, I heard you earlier. Oh, hang on a minute. I've just worked out who this is supposed to be. It's John Lennon, everybody. Well. Well, it's it's not, not, um, not, uh, uh, well, no, it's not. Oh, is it not? But I I heard you talking about uh, a certain Mr. McCartney earlier. Yes, I did, yes. And, uh, well, I've got possibly a, uh, a more dramatic story than that. Yeah. Um, well, you know the stories about him being uh, uh, killed uh, quite a long time ago? Yes. Well, uh, you know that a certain John Lennon yes. was uh, supposedly assassinated by Mark Chapman. Yes. Just stop asking me questions and tell me what, you, what you're going to say. Well, have you not realised already? Well, yeah, I pointed it out. Sorry, did I? Did I not? I didn't get the script in the post. Yes, I said you were John Lennon. Well, I'm still alive. Yeah, thank you. But, but it would have worked if you hadn't have denied you were John Lennon. It wouldn't have worked. But it, he denied he was John Lennon when I didn't. He deny it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working with amateurs, guys. If you're going to phone in with material, make sure I've got the script a week in advance. Otherwise, I'm. Um, I'm in, I'm in uh, all kinds of uh, trouble. We've just retweeted at Ian Lee at Flippin Kath, Flippin with no G, Kath with a K, the uh, the podcast of the um, the war games, including the infamous battle royale lightning round. Um, that's been uh, uh, podcast, and you you can go and download that and listen to that. Over the weekend, we'll do some more... Um, number 27, let's get it out of the way. It's Pratt's bottom. I mean, that's just um, stupid. Whereas number 24 is Sandy Balls now. <laughs> so, uh, we'll do some more of that after 11. You can call in, by the way, if you're waiting for the question, if you're waiting for the, um, the, the, the phone poll on Syria, if you're waiting for should Theresa May go now, if you're waiting for is Jeremy Corbyn a traitor, we don't do that on this show. Um, it is, it's not what this show is about. This show is just random, silly, um, silly is the word. There's not enough silliness in the world. And so we try and, and be silly. Um, so you can call in about anything you want. If you want to call in about those heavy things, you'd be very, very welcome to. I, the, the, the only, um, cravat I'd put on that would be to suggest that you have something unique to say something that has been missed from the debate so far something that is new and is original um let me take this yes line one we're at war okay that's it Okay, that's 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 gonna scare you. Um, but you can call about anything, and you can call in about. Oh, for goodness sakes! Yes, Andre, you've been on already, Matt. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, all I like to say is I think they're very good. Actually, the Beatles records. <laughs> I mean, just phone up and tell me he thinks the Beatles records are good. God. Oh God! Right, the first hour doesn't count. 
first hour doesn't count. Let's make the second hour. Somewhere across town, Paul McCartney's listening to this, if it indeed is Paul McCartney, and thinking, oh, thank goodness Andre likes it. <laughs> been so, you know, I've been so uncertain about those Beatles, you know, about uh, the White Album for such a long time, but Andre says that they're, they're bloody brilliant. Well, that's given me a lot of confidence to get back in the studio. Um, and 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. It, it, you know, it's not going to be a golden classic show tonight, but we'll certainly have a laugh. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home so if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Number 29 is Butthole Lane. Number 28 is Lickfold. 27, Pratt's Bottom. 26, Knob End. 25, Licky End. Licky End. Licky End, Nana. 24 is Sandy Balls. 23 is Dick's Mount. God. 22 is Arse Holes. Shut up. I made that one up. <laughs> 22 is Shags. There you go, Kath. 21. Happy bottom. I've not had one of those for a very long time. No. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. It's kind of quiet on the phone tonight, and that's the way it goes sometimes, and that's absolutely fine. So I'm reading out the top 40 list of um, rude names. 
um, in Britain, something to do, isn't it? Number 20, it's Hard On Road. Now, um, and we'll go through the papers, and we've talked about Paul McCartney being dead. Um, oh, um, um, I've, meant, I've been meaning to mention this for ages, because about a month ago, everyone, including a reporter here at Talk Radio, was getting very hot under the collar because Peter Kay was was dead apparently Peter Kay isn't dead unless it's a unless it's a Peter Kay lookalike that was at that thing the other day it's possible but um there was um I do like a good death rumor story I do I like it because I'm sick like that um remember when Paul Weller died in a in a mini Paul that was about 20 years ago I think Paul Weller died in a mini um and yeah it was about 3 or 4 weeks ago Kath forwarded me an email from the news guy here, a news guy here, saying, uh, sad news, it looks like Peter Kay is not in a good way, um, so I've put together an obit for him. So there was an obituary package yeah. ready to play out. Now, where did um, the news guy get this this breaking story from, that Peter Kay was either dead or dying? There was a hashtag on Twitter. People, because because um, he pulled out of his live shows late last year, so everyone's been thinking, oh, what's going on? Oh, what's going on? And then there was just, for some reason, some, some, someone must have started it, right? Someone must have started it. Um, and Peter Kay's dead. Oh, and, and it caught were, the wind. There were, there were people who knew people who worked yeah. in the hospital and they'd yeah. seen him and he's in a really bad way. Yeah. And then some people posted, a little bit of digging found that another Peter Kay had died, I think about 10 years <laughs> ago. ago. Um, and he was like a sportsman or something. Yeah, he, st- he started some sort of sport foundation. Yeah. So some people were thinking it was was that. Um, but it was it was. I mean, you know, tens of thousands of tweets. The, the way these things start. But it was so uncertain that I put a thing out saying I think guys were getting mixed up with Peter R. Peter K's here. Yeah. And then I got um, a couple of tweets from people going, Kath, you know, between you and me." It's not looking good. There are rumours around here, very sad rumours around here. And it yeah. was people who worked in the industry, yeah. in the area Isn't where... It funny? So I kind of, I lost my bottle a little bit and thought, right, I'm not even going to mention, I'm not even going to talk about it because it just adds to the noise, doesn't it? Yeah. But poor fella, whatever's going on, he doesn't need that. I want to start, I want to start a death rumour. Okay. So I'm going to start one now. And um, this is a name that a lot of you will remember. Big, very big entertainer in the seventies and eighties, Barry Court. Um, and in it, and this is true. Barry Court died yesterday in a mini. Um, and um, and a lot of you remember he, he um, had some big hits in the seventies and the eighties, and he did a couple of theme tunes for movies, and I think he did a theme tune for, for sitcom as well. Um, but Barry Court. Uh, sadly passed away. Uh, it's either yesterday or the day before. I'm not quite sure. The statement was released earlier today. So, um, so that's sad. That's sad. We lost Barry Court, and you you won't see much of that in the in the papers. But if we could start a hashtag hashtag um, uh, Barry Court C O U R T and just R I P yeah R I P Barry Court R I P and if we could just get that circulating that Barry Court has died and um uh, and of course um it goes without saying so I won't say it 
we're breaking the news to people. There's a lot of reaction already on YouTube. Um, is it? Yeah. Barry is dead, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation yeah. mark. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sorry that we had to break that to you. Barry Court has passed away, guys. I've got some sad news. Um, um, people, stop tweeting me the, the made up. Anyone can fake a Wikipedia link or an IMDb link. The Littlest Hobo is a song, right, about a guy trying to find somewhere to live. Not a TV show about a dog. Stop trolling. Let us go to Dredge. Good evening, Dredge. I'm sorry to have to announce that Radio 2 presenter Steve Wright is still alive. Oh, no! No! <laughs> yep. Unbelievable, yeah, that guy. The big show! It's time for the big show! It's the big show! Actually, I was listening to um, a thing show. on YouTube. Yeah. with uh, It was Steve Wright interviewing... Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, and I thought, one of these people, only one of these people is still alive. There's no justice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and, and at least two of these people are probably very high on drugs. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I did something silly today. Uh-oh. Did you change your name to Fruit Bowl? <laughs> did you change your name to Sandy Balls? For goodness sake. Did you paint your posterior blue? This isn't round the horn. Now... Yeah. Oh, by the way, Kath, do not watch Threads, all right? That is a horrible film. It right. arrived right. today. It's still in its wrapping. The double DVD arrived today. When is um, Reese Dinsdale coming on? Don't worry about the withheld numbers anymore. Kate. 24th? 24th. Uh, Dinsdale? Be... Dinsdale! I know, I, I was tempted to do that, but I, I, I suspect he's probably had that his whole life. Um, but so Reese oh, Dinsdale... I'm stupid. What have you done? 24th is when I'm not here. Oh, well. well. There's well, no point in me watching it, then. No, 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 no. Change it to a date that you're here and watch it. Don't try... What an idiot. Don't try and... and um, uh, uh, no, yeah. that's, that's, that's scarred me, because for some reason, my teacher showed our class that, that film. Yeah, Threads. And, uh, you know, why would you show that to a load of 13-year-old kids? It, it was like horrible, you know. I've never forgotten how horrible that well, was. Yeah, it, I mean, it is. It is. It's. It's kind of. I was trying to think of of what else you could have watched in that era that would have been that traumatic on kids. And the only thing I can think of is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But that well, would that be was... less traumatic because because um, Threads is so realistic. Yeah, I mean, I remember just like looking out into the garden and thinking a nuclear bomb's going to go off any minute now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've had so many nightmares about nuclear bombs going off, and I see it. I see it. I remember the most recent one, it was a couple of years ago, I was driving in a car with some people I used to go to college with, and um, uh, we were trying to escape, and then you just just saw this nuclear blast go off in the, uh, you know, up the road, and you, just this feeling of, ah, oh, shit, that's, that's it. It's game over. That's game over. That, that 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 sort of thing's a recurring nightmare that I have. Yeah, it's like if I get too hot at night or something, I'm gonna. <laughs> I just feel like any minute now there's gonna be a, <laughs> you know, a bomb going off, and I, I I wake up, you know, in a sweat. Don't well, don't get hot at night, Dredge. Thank that's, you. That's just ridiculous. So no, so hang on. What did you do today? Did we establish it? Uh, uh, no. Okay. So just I um I was coming home on the train, usual route, and I, I was starting to get annoyed at all these young people with with very expensive phones you yes, know yeah and they were um we went into a tunnel at one point and there was a guy on one of his phones and he was still on the phone for about a minute into being in a tunnel and i thought oh, well, that's not know. possible 
he, he must have been, you know, this phone, he must have spent thousands on this phone. So I thought, I'm going to do something silly now. Yeah. So I knew we were in the tunnel for ten, the next 10 minutes. Yeah. So I pretended to get a call. Yeah. And I started, so I started talking into this phone going, yep. Okay, yeah, hello? No, no, I'm not going to do that. No. Hello? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. So I was talking like that, having an imaginary phone call while we were in this tunnel. Yeah. For about ten minutes. I could see all these young people looking at me thinking, he must have a bloody good phone. Or that you're and a nonce. No. No? And, uh, <laughs> anyway, we got to the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I said, right, I've really got to go now. Yes. See ya. So I got off at my stop, went on my merry way, and I thought... That'll make a good story for Ian Lee, and then I thought, no, it won't, but I'll phone him anyway. And you were right, it wasn't. But... It wasn't. But, um, no, uh, 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 he, w- but, he would have been faking... Late, make you laugh. He would have been faking that phone call as well, because even good mobile phones can't, um, can't take calls in tunnels. They, they just can't. So he was faking it himself. He was faking it. To make him look, himself look good. Yes! these young people today. Um, Dredge, stay there, because I'm going to have a word with you in a second about something, but I need to do some adverts, because I suspect that the next bit's going to take quite a long time. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay, basically, I'm Dredge's father, and I feel it's time I should probably tell him. But we'll we'll talk about it in a bit. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, three. 444991000 is the phone number. It's the, the phoning show about absolutely nothing. Dredge! <laughs> Talking about absolutely nothing. Talking about hello. Dredge, say hello to Rainbow George. Whoa! Hello? Hello. Good hey. evening. How you doing, man? I'm still breathing. Well done, well done. That's very good to hear. So you've got some, something tomorrow night. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to that. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm the one. Oh, brilliant. Can you tell us a I'm really looking forward it? to it. It's, Can you tell I mean, us a little bit about it? Because I don't know what it is, even though I'm going. <laughs> I don't know what it is, even though we've been talking about it for the last two or three weeks. I still don't quite know. But I'm going. Cathy, are you coming? Yes, I am. Get in there! Oh, lovely. It's, it's the launch of the party to end all political parties. Yes. The, the Wonder what? Party. And uh, the Wonder Party is going to be made up of music bands and their followers, and we're targeting to get 650 British music bands involved so that each band can put up a candidate at the next general election. And I I think it's going to be wonderful. And the first few Wonder Party bands will be playing there tomorrow night so um yeah it's going to be historic and uh it's been a long time coming for me i can't tell you how many attempts i've had to set a peaceful revolution in motion but uh uh <laughs> tomorrow i can't see anything stopping that from from happening and uh and we're going to be making a film as well called scoring goals so the opening scenes of that film will be shot tomorrow oh. can, so that, can dredge be in your film of course everyone there will be in there the film go. oh right well what, what's the what's the film about scoring goals it's it, it's a film of um how um how we get 
to a world of wonders. So th- th- this is the beginning of a journey to a world of wonders, a world that has no countries, uh, no uh, politicians, no m- military weapons, no poverty. Um, yeah, a world of wonders, and, and the journey to the world of wonders starts tomorrow. And the world of wonders will just have uh, one bank in it, and everyone will work for for the bank, and the bank will work for everybody, pay everybody the equivalent of a uh, hundred quid a day everywhere, and uh, that's what we're looking forward to. Right. Okay. Well. Uh... Yeah, well, I'll be in that then. <laughs> <laughs> now, can, can, can you imagine a world with just just one bank and one electronic currency, and and yeah, and that bank is programmed to play the part of God, if you like, and look after everybody, guarantee that nobody in this world can be poor. Well, I'd, I'd vote for that, yeah. Here's what I like about this show, is that we get dreamers on. We had, an hour ago, we had Noel Taylor on, talking about um, a, a utopia, uh, I think it was in the desert, where we all recycled human feces, um, and um, it was, the human, didn't quite get the finer points of it, but apparently human feces would be shuttled back and forth via a Chinook helicopter. Uh, we've got George here, who's uh, who's having a party to end all parties. Um, and um, uh, we've got Dredge, who's hoping one day to have a career. It's all people... <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. I, 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 no, I'm teasing. It's all people, though. It's all no, dreamers. No, you're right. No, I know. It's all, it's all dreamers. And the, the, the bank, by the way, is yeah. called the Bank of a Zillion Wonders. Of course and, it is. And the electronic currency will be uh, a wonder. A wonder. And, and uh, as I say, everyone will get to receive a hundred wonders uh, a day. So that's the equivalent of a hundred quid a, a day. And uh, there are a hundred gasps to the wonder. And even though you may be down to your last gasp, wonders will never cease. Cease. Yeah. So, so have you got... So you've got 650 bands on tomorrow. No, we've got the <laughs> No, first... I hope not! I bloody hope not! <laughs> no, we've got the first few bands right. on, on, on tomorrow night. And, uh... <laughs> oh, great. Great, that sounds good, actually. Yeah, Can I, and did you, did you get the idea for the Wonder Party sort of from the What Party, or, or had you had that idea long before you met Peter Cook? Oh, no, the Wonder Party came into mind maybe about 25 years ago or something. The Watt Party preceded the Wonder Party, and even my first party, which was Captain Rainbow's Universal Party, Captain Rainbow being my name for our creator, who I suppose is a joker, and the jokes on us, but, but 
uh, I, I'm sure our stories all have a happy ending. Right, so this thing tomorrow is it, it, happening. It starts at 7 o'clock. Kath's already made her excuses. She's going to be a bit late because she's got family stuff, but I, I ain't got those responsibilities in, in quite the same way. So it I've, starts, literally, I've literally got nothing to do. No, exactly. And, and if you've got nothing to do, 7 o'clock, it's, a, it's the map in Camden. Google it. For crying out loud and um come along and um you know we'll, we'll we'll capture we'll capture the vibe i'll bring a tape recorder and we'll tape some bits and we'll play it out next week and um we'll, we'll see what happens george and I'm, I'm looking i'm looking forward to finally shaking your hand brother i'm looking forward to it too and and can i get a music request in again you 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 can <laughs> you ronnie carroll yeah something in the air again okay Lovely cover version of of uh, Thunderclap Newman's something in the air that Ronnie put together. We'll have a little look for it in a bit, George. Will you? And I will see you tomorrow, George. Look forward to it. Take care, fella. Bye bye. Bye bye. Can, can I request something? Or uh, yeah, don't play Thunderclap Newman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, you got. I think yours is more likely to happen. Reg, I'll see you tomorrow. Farewell. Tatty, bye. Um, oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Yes, Zach. Good evening, Ian and Kath. Good evening, Hello. Zach. Um, that sounds quite interesting, what you're just talking about with it, the uh, guy about the... Adults only. Um, adults only. Adults only. Yeah, I, won't, I won't be attending, but I wanted to talk <laughs> about escapism. Escapism? Escapism. Escapism. Because I'm into, like, theme parks oh, and God. roller coasters and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, as Catherine knows, I'm a big... <laughs> Never known a bigger wetter than a roller coaster. I am a big roller coaster fan. Remember that roller coaster we went on in Brighton? <laughs> what fun! It was me, Catherine, and a random eleven-year-old girl yeah. on this really rubbish, not very high, not very swirly roller coaster. And, and me and the girl both spent the whole time laughing <clears throat> at Ian screaming. Straight away, I'm going, "F it <laughs> It was a. <laughs> It was a lot of essing and effing. It was <laughs> horrible, man. Horrible. Yeah, but if you enjoy them, then it's fun. So. Well, that's the thing. This is what... That, Zach, you raise a really interesting philosophical point. Um, if someone rides a roller coaster on their own and there's no one there to hear them scream, do they make a noise? No, I'm joking. Here's the thing. If you find things fun, then when you do those things, you tend to enjoy them. Yeah. Very wise words. Very wise I words. I, I was going to say about escapism, because a theme park, in a way, is kind of like it, a different universe, in my in my perspective, yep. because, you know, everything's seen differently. Yeah. And oh, it's a fantasy world. So, yeah, it, and it's Disney kind of Girls. Yes. It's relaxing, and if you have a stressful day the day before, you can go there. You wait until you're the parent. See how relaxing it is then. Yeah, well, you wait. You wait until it's your dollar and your kids dragging you around. You see how relaxing it is then. Well, I'm going to have a sister soon. My mum's queuing uh, a couple um, months. Hey. I'm having my siblings, so that should be fun. Congratulations! And I can't wait. I can't wait to actually like go to a theme park and. Like, oh, you're and probably going to have to wait about another eight years. Yeah, yeah, I know. So. I, know, I, know, I, know <laughs> I know that bit. Yeah. But I'm interested. That'd be fun, I think. Cause, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, uh, also, what I'm really into is uh, the new Walking Dead: The Ride at Thought Park Resort. The what? The what? 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 
The Walking Dead, The Ride. The Walking Dead, The Ride, yes. Which, um, on the 23rd of April, is going to be open till midnight. midnight And there's only a thousand tickets available. Wowzers. And everybody has to dress up as zombies. Oh, God, I hate these. Uh, listen. You, so you're doing the advertising for them? You, you, you do not speak <laughs> no, in my no. language. I hate these things where everyone has to dress up as a zombie. It's, it's a, a time. Well, Zach, I hope you enjoy it. I will. Thanks very much yeah. for calling. Hey, when are no. we going to the Star Wars VR thing? Oh, yeah. Because I fancy that. And we can go for free because I, I was um, on I'm a Celebrity. <laughs> Um, they sent an email, didn't they? Yeah. Let's go. Somewhere. Maybe we go, not next week, the week after, one day before work. Yeah, that'd be fun. It's supposed to be really, really good. It's supposed to be really good. So I'll have some of that. Um, let's go to Jules. Hello, Jules. Hello. Hello, Jules. <laughs> I've gone all shy now. Oh, no, don't go shy. It's a strange <laughs> old show tonight. It's, it's um, uh, little, you know, a little bit quiet on the phones, but all of the calls we've had so far have been delightful. And um, I'm so tired, Jules. I'm so tired, because I had the kids today. Oh, and, right. um we went, we drove to my sister's, and that's an hour and a half drive away. And then we went to, there's um, an adventure playground near my sister's. And it's right. only, oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. We got there just as they were dishing up free pizza for the kids. So we sat in on the oh, free right. pizza. And then they were playing on this adventure playground. Of course, I had to get roped in. And then, you know, because I'm a Pied Piper, all the kids wanted to play with me. And then there was, are you that bloke from the jungle? Were you, did you eat a pig's fanny? Were you in the jungle? Yeah, yeah, that was me. See, it was really cool, right? Because my kids are quite shy around other kids, right? They're quite shy. Right. How old are they? They're you? six and eight, right? Oh, uh, but they're quite shy around other kids, and, and, and I think they get that from me. So I make a real point of when I'm with, with my children and we enter somewhere, I make mm. a real point, Jules, of swallowing my shyness and getting involved and talking to everyone. Not too much, because my dad used to do it too much. My dad used to be too loud and would ignore us and play to the other kids. So I make a real <laughs> thing of talking to everyone, but then then turning to my kids and going, well, what do you think about that, guys? Do you agree with that? And, and so we're doing all that. But then there was a brilliant, it's really good, in, um, it's in Lewisham, this adventure playground. And we're talking yeah. to this really nice woman who works there. Um, and, uh, and then uh, about an hour into it, a bloke came out with a megaphone and he went... Tuck shop is open! And these kids ran to the tuck shop, right? And he said, no, 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 no one, no one's queuing up for the tuck shop till you've all done ten star jumps. And so you've never <laughs> seen kids brilliant. doing star jumps faster. My kids were getting into it. And they queued up and I gave the kids a couple of quid each and it, the tuck shop was being run by these two girls who were about ten and eleven and they were selling sweets! And it was oh. absolutely, it was brilliant. It was so well done. And it was so yeah, great seeing I'm... these kids running it and taking them. And my boys are queuing up and, oh, we had such a good time. But I'm shattered as a direct result because I had to run around for an hour and a half playing tag. Oh, you poor thing. Yes. You poor thing. So I'm, well, I'm shattered. Yes, you're shattered. Well, yeah. I just think I've got a confession. Yeah. Um, I stumbled across your programme. Oh, yes. Good evening, Kath. Hello. <laughs> I've been just doubled up with laughter. I'm glad she said But I'm not laughter. sure if that's the idea. If she'd it? have said stomach pains, we'd have been in very <laughs> serious, <laughs> iffy, legal... This is a very serious news and current affairs show, so I don't know what you're laughing uh, at. I've got a feeling that you're going to be my guilty pleasure, and I hope you don't find that offensive. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here we go, Jules. This is what we're talking about. Um, yeah, yes, here's, here's, here's what little philosophy there is behind this show, Jules. I shall explain to you now. We wrote it down on the back, uh, back of a fact. I've got a feeling I'm not going to understand no. it, and I've just got this feeling. No, honestly, there's, there's too much, there's not enough silliness in the world, right? There's not Thank enough silliness, me. and we need more silliness. And there are so many, every other radio show on right now that is a phone-in or a topical show will be talking about war with Syria, talking about Donald Trump, talking about Theresa May, and it's it's scary, and it's sad, and it's upsetting, and it's depressing, and what, you know, we're, Catherine and I are, are trying to offer... Uh, this is why we call the show The Late Night Alternative. We're trying to offer an alternative to all of the miserable, scary, we're all going to get bombed kind of stuff. Because we are all going to get bombed. We're all going to die, possibly this weekend, by a bomb. But talking about it, it's not going to stop It's it. not going to solve anything, is it, Jules? Let's go out laughing. No, it's, it's not. No, you're absolutely right. In the meantime, I'm, I mean, I've not been sleeping well, you see. And I was looking um, at talk radio, um, I was trying to look for Eamon Holmes' programme, you see, to see when it was on. Oh, God, you found, you found us over I, I stumbled across you, Ian, and I've just been the best, I can't oh, tell you. that really warms my heart. Eamon is on, he's off this week, but I think he's back next week, and okay. he is on four till seven, have I got yes. that right? Yes, Eamon will be on Monday to Friday. Oh, Jules is gone. Oh, you just told her when he's on. She's not <laughs> interested anymore. She's gonna... <laughs> Interest peaked and diminished. <laughs> I'll go give her a call. Um, so I've just... While you're talking, I was listening, of course. No, hang on, it's gone. What's... Hello, I'm sorry I can't take your call at the moment. Please leave a message. Thank you. Please leave your message after the tone. To re-record your message, key hash at any time. Hello there, Jules. This is Eamon Holmes. Just to let you know... Ian Lee gave me your number. I hope you don't mind. I'm from Ireland. I'm fr- and I'm from Ireland. I'll be on Monday to Friday on Talk Radio between 4 and 7 in the evening. I do hope you'll be able to call in and listen and enjoy the show. And I've just come back from a holiday in Jamaica. So thank you very much, man. There we go. Fine. There you go. So what were you saying, Catherine? <laughs> Katarina Boyer. At the beginning of that um, call, I was um, emailing the Star Wars VR people. Yeah. And I've said, like, any day from the 25th on, really. Any day from the 25th on, we're going to go. I don't know what it is. You wear a helmet and then you're in the film. Yeah. Like Darth Vader. Mm. Wowzers. Um, I want to be chewy. Some, um... <laughs> there are several gentlemen at home now who are just dozing off and... <laughs> <laughs> what they like a wookie oh you're geeks geeks is my audience <laughs> geeks and nerds is my audience and you've done a horny wookie <laughs> someone sent me a link and i didn't click on it because i don't click on links that um that you can now get a virtual reality bodysuit oh god no mate mate there aren't enough senses for you. One night <laughs> with you is what I'm now praying for. I'm saving up for that. You'll but never leave the flat again. I'm going to splash out on one of them. Oh, God. You'd electrocute yourself. <laughs> no, they'll, 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 they'll make it. They've got to make it juice-proof. Um, good evening, John. Hi, Ian. Hello, John. What you got for us tonight, mate? Oh, I've got loads, but it's probably our rubbish. <laughs> well, okay, I'm sure it's long. 
That well, it might be, but that the bodysuit that bit I've um, yeah. I've heard about them. That's yeah. going to be good, isn't it? It's going to be. It's going to be outrageous. Hi. Uh, anyway, um, yes. I, I want to get one thing out of the way because the next rabbit hole what you have. Yeah. Um, I left a message on the last one. Right. So it's not going to be appropriate for the next one. Okay. What? So just bear that in mind, please. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. Okay. When? Hang on a minute. When did you did you leave it? Bef- did you leave it before we recorded the show in London? I was I was listening live to the last one you had. Yeah. But I couldn't get through. So I just left a message. Oh, okay. Know? All right. Fine. Well, I, yeah, I won't listen to that until we do another one because I, I don't listen. But okay, uh, the point taken. Right, but if, but if it comes up, it's, it's it's rubbish, you know. Okay. Well, no fair play. Like you usually are. Yeah. Um, so I'm an old bloke. Um, you've heard of Charlie Chaplin, haven't you? Um, yes. Can you remember he had a, um, a film called um, The Tramp? Yes. And he, he was hungry one day and he boiled his boot. Okay, I, d- I don't, I'm not massive, I don't really get Chaplin. I'm more, I'm more Laurel and Hardy and the Marx Brothers. Oh, but yes, well, okay. But anyway, um, yeah. just because it, it was a film called The Tramp and, yes. I, and I think there was a song released a f- quite a few years later called The Littlest Hobo. Yes. Yeah, The Littlest Hobo. Yeah, and, and I think that was for him. That was that would make sense. That would make yeah, more sense. It was nothing to do with a dog. Thank you, John. At last, someone <coughs> speaking absolute sense. Uh, John, do you want to say a few words about Barry Court, who we found out today passed away yesterday? In a mini. I don't know him. Sorry. Oh, you know, you must know Barry Court. You remember Barry Court, don't you? <coughs> no. Did no. he had that big hit in the seventies? One, two, three for the ladies. No. Wife, not. Margaret, four kids. Used to have a mini. No. He was the original host of Blankety Blank before Terry Wogan. Yeah. It was probably one before that, before but, but, um, Terry Wogan. Yeah, it was Barry Court. No, I don't remember him. You'll remember his face. If you saw his face... He had a face... It had one yeah, of those faces. Everybody's got a face, haven't they? You know? Barry's was spe- a specific face, wasn't it? He yeah. had an album, right? Here's the thing, and I remember this. I remember this because someone found it. I'm gonna. If someone found it, um, it. One of my friends brought it in into school in the uh, 80s, in about late 80s, because we must have been about 14, 15. Right, and he had an album out in 1972, and they found it in their dad's collection, right? And um, it was... uh, Right, I'm going to say the title of this album, right? Um, And you couldn't get away with it now, right? So his album, 1972, was called Fingering the One You Love. (laughs) Honestly. Honestly. Really? Yes. Uh, I remember remember my uh, my mate Wayne brought it in one day, and we were in his... Hysterics, man! <laughs> we were in hysterics in this album title, but I guess really? in the seventies, in the early late sixties, early seventies, it didn't mean you know it didn't mean what we we know it to mean no, now. No, no, no. But you know, George before was on about um, yep. asking uh, to play a record by Ronnie Carroll. Yes. Do you know who he was? Um, yes, I do. Oh, that's okay. Then. Well, I don't. No, I don't. Because he, he had a. Um, he was an Irish bloke, but he he sang a song with the, um, for England or UK yeah. in um, the Eurovision Song Kiss, uh, Contest. Song, song Kiss, yes. Yeah. Ring, ding, a ding, they call it. Oh, I know the name, Ronnie Carroll. It, 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 it ring, ding, a ding's a bell. Uh, I was sure, sure it does, I. Yeah. Yeah. Those, right. One brief more one. Um, 
the, the last bloke that we was a bloke on before trying to be John Lennon. Oh yeah, is that what he was trying to do? <laughs> I well, trying to be a comedian. Very, very familiar, uh, and uh, I think he's one of the regular callers, but I, I can't remember which one it is. Okay. Uh, do, do you think it might have been Carrick? No, Carrick <laughs> can barely speak in his own voice, let alone someone else's. John, thank you very much for that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Jules is back. Good evening, Jules. I didn't want to come back on the episode. Oh. Sorry, well, well, you have to. You're contractually obliged. Where did you go? You just hung up on us. I don't know. It doesn't get. I thought you'd put the phone down on me. No, no, no. This is, well, this is why we wanted you to come on, because I hadn't put the phone down on you. I will do in a second. But we, 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 but we thought you'd put the phone down on us. It was awkward. It got very, very tense. But I've passed your... I hope you don't mind. I've passed your number on to Eamon Holmes. He might call you up himself. I wondered um, when Eamon had finished did he? Oh, did he leave you a message? Because <laughs> he he's, he's on holiday in he Jamaica. Is. He is, yeah. So he oh he's called her already. I just emailed him while she, he's while good she, like that though, isn't he's he? He's brilliant he's like got that. A lot Jules. of time for his fans. Lots of you time. Absolutely bonkers. Thank you know, very I'm much sorry. indeed. That's the highest compliment you can pay. I am going to cut you off now. Yeah, Love you. Oh, three, I like that. I like people who find us by accident and stick with it. Because most people, uh, most people that know me don't stick with it. But and certainly people that find this rubbish by accident, mo- uh, far too sensible. I'm not listening to this, Tosh. But she stuck with us. She she found, wanted Eamon. She found this rubbish. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Dave. Good evening, Dave. Hi, Ian. Hello. You all right? Hello, Dave. I'm all right. I'm all right, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to, I've got a story to tell you tonight. That's all right. Please do. Let's hear it. So I was, um, I'm a big DIY fan, I know a lot of people are, Yeah. and uh, I thought, I don't always go to Wix, but I thought I'd go to B&Q today. <laughs> Already this is the best story I've ever heard. I normally go to Wix, but I thought I'd go to B&Q today. It's the story of a man treating great, himself. That is a great opening to a story, Dave. Continue, Vous, if you play. Sorry? Continue, Vous, if you play. It's French for continue, okay, you right. please, if you please. And I've always, I've never been a big fan of B&Q, so, but I thought I'd give it a go today. Yes. So when I walk in, it was a total mess. What? It was a joke. There was stuff all over the floor, it was dirty. Yeah. And it wasn't a very nice place to be in. No. I've got a feeling I'm going to need the dump button at the end of this story, unless that was the end of the story. No, it's not the end yet. Okay. Got a feeling I want to need the dump right. button. I've just got a feeling this is going somewhere. But let's go with it. Okay, fine. Go on. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, I'm walking down the aisle to get some wood. And in the, mid- in the middle of the aisle, it makes me laugh this bit, there's a hot tub. Just okay. there in the middle of it. Yeah. And I, I had to jump over it and like do a long jump or something. Right. Right. So then when I get to the wood, don't I have any... Right? And then, I have to go over to Wix. So I want to go over to Wix. Uh, Wix, yeah. Let's I don't know why Wix is making me laugh so much. Wix I'm finding very, very funny. But yes. <laughs> so when I go over to Wix, it's yeah. like another half an hour drive. Yeah. It was closed. Right. And I'm like, this has been a proper shit day. Right. 
right? Yeah. And that's the end of my story. That is the end of it? Yeah. What were you hoping to, to, um, what were you wanting to do? What was the DIY, what were you going to do yourself? I was going to build my deck. You are going to do your deck? Yeah, I was getting some wood. To do some, to do a bit of decking? Yeah. Well, the initial excitement of that story has waned a lot, but thanks for that, Dave. All right, I know. There we go. <laughs> it's got a feeling. Johnny, can your story beat that? Hello. Hello, Johnny. Hello. Uh, yeah, I, it's not a story as such. I just wanted to thank you, really, um, for countering the fake news narratives that do exist in our society at the moment. Um, just thank you, really, for, for talking about Barry Court. Um, he, he used to live in the town I currently live in, in uh, the West Midlands, and it's it really just come as an inspiration that a, a national media outlet is talking about him at a time when it's just so hard for his family, so thank you. Well, no, exactly, and a lot of people have, uh, on Twitter are not getting into the spirit, and a couple have mentioned, um, you know, Barry's famous wandering hands, um, and I, let's not talk about that, let's not sully the reputation. No, 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 it's something to avoid. Yeah, let's, to avoid. let's remember the good times, let's remember, um, let's remember the music, let's remember the... Uh, the it's not even just the music, it's his interviews. They're legendary. Have you ever heard of uh, Henry Riley or Jack, uh, Jack Abbey? I've heard of Jack Abbey, yes. Yeah, That's I know. right. Yeah. Jack, Jack Abbey really said something to a whole nation, and it was through the voice of Barry Court. They, they worked together on a few interviews, producing each other on Raw 1251am, and they managed to get a fantastic listenership that really built a nation around them. And so I think, if anything, okay. he is responsible for our entire country's success. Okay. So, so you're plugging your radio station. Is that is that the gag? Radio station. Yeah. Is that the gag? No, not a gag. So you're plugging your local radio station. What's it called again? Raw twelve fifty one AM. Okay. Um, it sounds like a like a a, a great old uh, a great old place to hang out. It is. Yes. Okay. We've had a wonderful time. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to thank you for the Barry Court. Okay. Thanks so much for that. Goodbye. Goodbye. University of Warwick there. There we go. <laughs> those those crazy those crazy students. No, but it's nice that they've got an appreciation for vintage artists. Like I, Barry. I look forward to um um that being played out as I get punked. <laughs> Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. We I, no, actually I take that back. I, I, no, I keep that bit. I take the back the bit Good for them. We want more prank calls, okay? Here's the thing. There aren't enough prank calls on the radio. And here's my problem is you can't really prank a show where anything goes. Um, but my prank detector is like, it's like, it's it's so sensitive. So mm. I spot it pretty much, you know, straight away. Um, but, um, you know, good for them. Good for them. They got they got a mention on a national radio station. Good for them. Raw, what are they called? Uh, Raw twelve fifty one a.m. Can we listen? We have, have, can, are they yeah, you on can. The they're online. Yeah. Raw twelve fifty one a.m. Let's have a little list. Let's have a Raw twelve fifty Radio Warwick. Here we go. Let's have a. Here we go on the air. It's Raw. Just have a listen. Let's have a listen to these guys. Let's do this. Let's do this. We're going in. <laughs> Your award-winning student radio station. This is your role. It says Royal Jukebox is on 24 hours a day. Oh. Every day of the week. 
Um, I like, look at this, here we go. Um, what, did, what were the names he said? Oh, I can't remember. Okay, so we've got James is the station manager. Barnaby is a station. Oh, good for them, man. I wish I'd had... Um, you should have come on and just talked about your blooming radio mm. station, you puddings. We had a radio station at my university, but I never got involved. Adam is the treasurer. Um, and it says here, the treasurer is responsible for all of the society's money transactions. Of course he is. Who's, who's um, Mr Boyle there? Connor Boyle. No, one of ours. One of ours. Uh, Tilly Goodall, social secretary. Responsible for organising all the piss-ups. <laughs> um... Young people, look at all these young people. Oh, they're all so young. That's why it's automated tonight. They're all out on the lash. Oh, good for them. Well, come on and talk about your radio station. You'd be very welcome to. I'm fascinated by. Um, uh, in fact, yeah, I love all that stuff. I love all that stuff. Thank you for that, guys. I appreciate that. Um, Alistair, turn your radio off, Alistair. It's your time to shine. Hello. Yeah, turn, turn your radio off. I've been to uh, Licky End. Turn your radio off. Yeah, I've been to Licky End. And was Nana there? Uh, I went to a wedding there. Oh. But there were a few hills. Uh, are, and are you pissed again? No. Okay, okay. I've not, I've not had a drink since. Good, good for you. So well done. Congratulations. There you go. That's good. That's good. Um, that, 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 I only mentioned that because she read that out on the list of uh, rude names. Oh, yeah. But uh, I was going to say that uh, I've been researching some of your previous shows on YouTube today. Oh, oh yeah. What have, what, what have you what have you? And uh, very interested in the, um, the one about the stalker, uh, if you remember that one. Oh, yes, we remember that one. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. This is a guy that phoned in that was, he had multi, uh, mul- muscular dystrophy and he was, um, he'd been in trouble with the police for um, harassing and threatening um, a it. young lady who was not interested in his advances and he was still um, obsessed with her and we suspected he was a danger to her so we told the police they weren't that bothered um, and Ofcom nearly upheld a complaint about this show that someone made but they didn't because I wrote them a long letter explaining that this show is bold and is brave and um, uh, it, you know that we, we take risks and um, it was in the public interest and we, of course the, the complaint wasn't upheld. Well, I thought you dealt with him really well. I yep. thought it was a good piece of radio. Also, I listened to the one about the, um, the slightly more amusing uh, Ian with a Y. Oh, I don't remember that. I think they you know the guy who uh, was. I don't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Alistair. I don't remember what. I don't remember any of the calls. Very rare. When we do live shows, people will come up and say, oh, "I used to call you on LBC, or I used to call you in Absolute, or something." And I'm always struck with a slight panic because very rarely, maybe one in in thirty people that tell me they call will 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 uh, I'll have a vague recollection of, and one in a hundred I'll go, "Oh yeah, no, I know exactly who you are." Um, uh, but, but, uh, honestly, uh, uh, I was saying this to Kath the other day, when a caller phones in, I very rarely do I remember the last call, even if it was a week ago, I don't remember it, you know, and, and whereas Kath has got a brilliant memory for stuff like that, and will quite often jog my memory by saying, oh, this is the guy that said this six months ago, I haven't got a clue, I haven't got a clue, so the Ian with the Y, I don't, I, I, I don't know to what you refer, sir. 
I think it was because you, you felt that he spelt his name wrong and it come on your computer and okay. uh, it was a long... But anyway, um, the more serious comment I have, I was watching um, uh, that documentary series Hospital today. Yes. And um, it just reminded me that we really have to maintain our NHS because they are so brilliant, those people. And any government which is not interested in supporting the NHS to the max... I'm not interested but what, in... But what does that mean, supporting our NHS to the max? Funding it properly. Well, but what does that mean, funding it properly? Well, something which this government isn't doing. So. Well, how, how do you know? Because I do. Well, how? No, I just know. Well, <laughs> no, 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 Alistair, come on. You're not getting away with that. How do, what do you mean, how do you know? NHS waiting lists. Right. Okay. So, 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 how much money? How much target money? Target times. Okay. In the the target times, they're supposed to be ninety five percent, and they're down to something like eighty seven percent, which is the worst they've ever been of people being seen on on time. Um, okay. So, how much money needs to be put into it? Um, I don't know the exact figure. Have a guess. I don't know. Twenty billion. Twenty billion. Right. Okay. Um, and and what is that going to do? Just gonna keep it going. Well, but but okay. For what? For a year? Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so what? What do we do next year? We put another twenty. Well, what billion? are you saying? What are you trying to say? I'm I'm trying to say that you're phoning up talking cliches and they're meaningless. Why are they meaningless? Well, because you're you're just you're just mouthing words that that have no impact. You're just saying arguments well, that you've heard other people say. Well, what's wrong with that? If I believe, well, but, no, but you're not. You're not. Said. But you're not saying anything. You're not saying anything. You're saying that the NHS needs more funding. Okay, but that doesn't mean anything. I don't, I don't know what you're getting at. No, I know. You're saying the NHS needs more funding. That's that's an empty statement. That doesn't mean anything. Well, what do you want me to say? Well, I want you to say what you feel. I want you to say something that you've considered and thought about. I want us, it, you to say something that you're passionate about. I don't know. What's going on for you today? No, not very good today. No. I know you're not, man. I know you're not. What? 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 What's? Has anything happened today? Uh, the last few weeks, I've just been very down, depressed. Um, and as we know, you picked up booze again after how long had you been sober? Six and a half months. Hey, well done, man. Six and a half months is good work. Yeah, it's great work. But I poured the rest of the bottle away the next day. Yeah, and I didn't drink the previous night. Brilliant. Well, then you start again, isn't it? That's all it is. But six... Ha- hold on to the six and a half months. That's fantastic. The thing is, is that, um... When the... When you've got... Well, when you initially stop drinking properly... Yeah. You remember the fact that you've got all the other issues in your life which yeah. sort of led to you drinking in the first place which well, haven't been the, the resolved. That, um, I don't know how you got sober, but the saying that um, I've often heard is... Uh, the good thing about being clean and sober is you get your feelings back, and the bad thing about being clean and sober is you get your feelings back. That's it. 
and everything that you drank for or, or took drugs for or whatever it is that people do to suppress their feelings or change the way they feel once you get rid of the drugs or the booze or the food or the sex or whatever it is um you're reminded about all of that stuff <laughs> you're reminded about all of that stuff that makes you hate yourself yeah sort of uh school and uh things were bad for me i'm really sorry and, to hear that uh, i'm really sorry I um, I mean, what led me to stop drinking was I was um, in hospital having overdosed and drunk a bottle of whiskey. Oh, mate. And then uh, then I, I had to really... Um, well, I was in... Basically, my friends came to see me and they forced me to stay in hospital. Or they told me to stay in hospital because I wanted to discharge myself. And what, go out and, on a bender? Uh, well, just to... Top yourself? No, I don't know, really, but I did take their advice, and I had three days to reflect in hospital, and that's why I stopped drinking, because I thought, I've got to really just got to pull my life together and try and make something of it, because I've not made anything of it so far, so... Well, I'm sure that that last statement probably isn't true i'm sure but perhaps you haven't reached your full potential yet but i'm sure you have um you have done things that have impacted positively on the world around you however small those things might be but yeah you're probably right that you haven't um you haven't done what you're meant to do yet yeah because you're meant to do something and you probably don't even know what it is yet but you're meant to do something yeah, and you haven't done it yet. That's it. Yeah, but if you if you if you keep on, you know, putting one foot in front of the other, there's a ch- really strong chance that you might end up being in a position to do it. Yeah, I'm going on a. Well, I've been on a course um, to be a mentor for um, other people with alcohol problems. Hey, brilliant! That's good. And that resumes next week. So okay. I figure I'm going to have a better week next week because I'll have things to do. Yeah, it's um, uh, it, it's it's dangerous, isn't it, being left to your own devices and having to yeah. fill the time. That's dangerous. Yeah, I've got next weekend. Next weekend for me is the first weekend in ages. I've not I've not got anything. <clears throat> not got anything, and it, it worries me that I'm going to do stuff that is um uh is not healthy for me and i'm making a real point of i've told kath about it and i've told my therapist about it and i'm sort of grassing myself up here so so that i'm uh, so that hopefully next weekend i won't do stuff that you know deep down i don't really want to do but but being on your own in your house or your flat or your bed sit or whatever it is um is is dangerous company man yeah well i am i mean when i sometimes get a bit down what i do make sure i do is i tell myself how lucky i am as well because i've got a dog and it's a lovely dog and we've been together seven years and it gives me so much time yeah and it gives me so much company and um and my accommodation is secure and uh a lot of people haven't got that so you know i am quite lucky in many ways do you do a gratitude list no, but, I mean, I could. So it's I good, it's good, and I don't thing. do it as often as I should, but uh, when I'm really struggling, 
I try and think of three things, five, if I'm, you know, three or five things that I'm grateful for. And for example, if I were to do it today, I'd be grateful that we'd had this conversation. I'd yeah. be grateful that um, my kids, um, I'd be grateful that my kids had a really lovely afternoon with their cousins and um, and joined in when I know that they were quite shy. And I'll be grateful for the nice cup of decaf cough that Kath's going to make during this next break. <laughs> That's. I thought you were going to say, I'll be grateful for my my unswaving, yeah, unswavering su- support. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for Kath's unswavery. <laughs> That's, she's a very oh, unswavery I'm sorry, character. I'm sorry, for, I'm sorry for Kath's bite. Oh, I'm uh, sorry yeah. for my That's bite too. Thing. That's the thing. But, but it's so only that- things. And that's the thing, Alice, it's that, that, you know, that's a gratitude list, and it's dead easy. And even if it's, you know, even if you're struggling, it's like, I've got, I've got a roof over my head, I've got a, I've got a bed to sleep on, and I had a, a really nice cheese sandwich. You know what, it, it doesn't have to be big stuff. You know, I'm lucky that I've had quite a, a positive day today. Um, so, you know, yeah. it, that, that can be, that can, can be a really helpful thing. Um, and I'm really, I'm going to have to go because I'm, re- I'm late for the news. Yeah, well, but thanks, thanks for your help, Ian. Alice, I'm, listen, I'm genuinely, help. I'm grateful that you called me and I'm grateful that you shared this stuff. And, um, you're a good man. You're a good man. Oh, you too. Take care, fella. Cheers, mate. Ta-ta, bye-bye. Um, I don't know why, but I always seem to know, not always, but I generally seem to know when there's something else. It's when people phone up and say stuff that is, is... Is is the equivalent of blowing smoke rings? You know, they're saying they're not saying anything. Yeah, but they just wanted to talk. Yeah, yeah generally, there's a reason that they're not saying anything. Is because that's not what they want to talk about. Yeah. I like Alistair. He's a, he's a good man, and he's having, he's going through a rough patch. But it sounds like he's like he, there is a chance for him. Yeah, over six months sober. He had over six months. Should Brilliant. we do the AA number again? Yes. Okay. Oh, this is the national helpline. 0800 9177 650. That's Alcoholics Anonymous, Great Britain. 0800 9177 650. Ben was the gentleman who phoned up from uh, Raw 1251 AM. Um, can I have an internship? No, get lost. But well done. And I'm, I'm, Write to uh, Denny Morris. Write to Denny Morris, but don't, don't write to me. Um, right. Um, oh, we're late. Look, this is uh, Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. You've heard him on the radio. You've seen him on television. You've heard him on the podcast. Live in London, Ian Lee. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a man so fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies some of the guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty it's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, 
gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine. Oh, stick it up your bum. Number 19. In the list, top 40 list of rude names, place names in Cornwall, it's just Cox. You'd love Cox, Cornwall, in Cornwall, Kath. You'd love Cox, honestly. You would, you'd be all over Cox. I don't know. What, every day? Yes! Oh, I might be a bit, a bit You should, much. um, um, you should, um, hang on a minute, how can I phrase, you should go to Cox for your holiday. You should be, you should have, you should be in Cox for your holiday, no. Um, um... I should try. You should go and have a little tour of Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was one in there somewhere. Because he means penises. I know. I mean Cox in Cornwall. You should go and have a, a, a little tour of uh, Cornish Cox. <laughs> For God's sake. You nearly swore again. No, I, for God's sake, is what I said. Really? Right, I'm screenshotting this whole thing for the tribunal. Well, I'm going to uh, Sheffield because I'd love to get um, I'd love to get stuck into Fanny Avenue. In County Durham, there's Busty View. There's a there's a, a newsreader on the other station. Yes, you know what her name is. No, Amelia Cox. That's not rude. I'll make Amelia Cox. <laughs> <laughs> will, will you now, Catherine? <laughs> Can someone clip that, please? I <laughs> know, because I'm the someone. Number 16 in Derbyshire, oh, Spanker Lane. Number 15, Thong. This is an interesting one in 14 in Colchester, Turkey Cock Lane. Here's one for you, Catherine, Hebden Bridge, Slack Bottom. <laughs> you can talk. Twat. Is it number 12 on the Orkney Islands? <laughs> Can I read some out? Yeah, we're at we're, we're What number are we up to? We're up to number 11. 11? <laughs> of this childish, stupid filler that we're playing. Flesh market close. There we go. Here we go, guys. By the way, sorry, let's just say, let's just give them a few seconds to get their blank cassettes out and put the, we'll tape over the charts. <laughs> put a bit of tape over it and tape over the charts because this is going to be, this is going to be fodder. Put this in the bank. This is what no one wants. Cock shoot close. <laughs> Story of my life. That's in Oxfordshire. Yeah, well, if you've got, if you, anyway. Hemel Hempstead, there's a Uranus Road. That's a pl- named after the planet. Yeah. Cock Lane, Farringdon. Yes. <laughs> Not a cock. Shitterton. Say, Dorset. Say that again in Dorset. Shitterton. Shitterton. <laughs> what are they thinking? Shitterton would be a great name for a, for a detective. <laughs> Shitterton. Come into my office. Where was the murder again? Minge Lane. <laughs> that's Minge a bit close, Lane. isn't it? That's, that's a bit close. <laughs> oh, God. Slag Lane, Loughton, Greater Manchester. There's one as well in Lee, Greater Manchester, because my mate Paul's mum lives there. I would there. say Loughton. Well, you're not from Greater Manchester, well, so... OK, well, neither are you. Yes, I am. How are you? OK. Anyone from don't correct. Thank you. I think it's Lowton. The Knob, King. That's where you should live. King Sutton, Oxfordshire. I'd love to live on top of the Knob. 
I would love to live right. I would be slap bang on top of that knob and I would be loving it. Number three, in Islington, which, of course, historically lay outside the city boundary. So yeah. all kinds of naughtiness went on in yeah. Islington. It was a massive brothel district. Yeah. Cumming Street. <laughs> Crotch Crescent. There we go. <laughs> and at number one... I can't <laughs> Fanny Hands Lane <laughs> back, We're back to Barry Court and that uh, album Oh dear 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call We're here till 1 o'clock then it's Martin Kellner 1 o'clock it, it will not be having any of this filth I think Minge Lane is worse than Fanny Hans Lane. Okay, let's go to. Uh, is it Sajiv? Oh, he's got. Wait, where is, right, I'm going to call him up, and if and if I can see him, right, not right. What? He's been an idiot. Right, hang on a second. Yeah, hello. Right, hello. Who's this? Hello, Ian. It's John. Hello, John. Hiya. Just listening to that list that you've just done with Kath. Yes. I cannot believe um, that number one wasn't, um, and I'm going to say it, you might have to uh, hover over the okay, dump I'm, I'm hovering over village. the dump button. Good, good. It's a village in um, Essex called Finger and Ho. Oh, we did Finger and Ho, I think. Finger, did you? Finger and Ho was, um, did, was it in the list? Or oh, maybe it wasn't. No, it wasn't on the list. I'm sure you said it. I was listening out for it. Well, no, but, uh, um, I thought we did. Let me go. Hang on. Number forty, Hooker Lane, Willie Lane, Titty Hill, Finebush Lane, Hole of Hawk. Oh no, we did Hole of Hawkum. Oh yeah, that's what we did. Easily mistaken. That's what we did. Ah. Uh, well, we got there in the end. Number one. We got there in the end. Thank yeah. you, John. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Right. So the last time we'll try this guy because I see him going on and off, on and off. Sajiv. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I've been giving your details. Come on, man. Come on. Now. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Here we go. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. You're better than this. You're a better human being. Okay. You're not, you're a better human being than this, right? And I, and I know you're a prank call because you're phoning from a from a made up number. And I've seen you on the switchboard, then off the switchboard, then on the switchboard, because you're bottling it, and that's fine. It's absolutely fine to, to be a bottler. But why don't you talk to me in your real Hello, voice? You're being, I've been giving you okay. you're being in a car accident. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go now, mate. Thanks for calling. Don't waste me. There we go. Um... <laughs> I've seen him on the switchboard for the last half an hour. <laughs> How did that go for you, Dave? Um, whatever your name may be. 03444991000 is the um, telephone. Oh, some sad news. Genuinely some sad news. So Barry Court has passed away. Mm. This won't mean a lot to many of you, but some of you will get the reference and why um, this is... Well, I'll explain the reference, right? Um, a top wrestler... 
was left in intensive care. They've, they've, they've turned the story, but this is from the Daily Star. It's a really sad story. They've turned it into a joke about an old man having sex with a young woman, right? But it's a, it's a bloke having a stroke, right? And it's a bloke that I'm actually, um, although I'm not a fan of wrestling, I'm aware of this bloke and, I'm, and I respect his work, right? So ignore the, the slightly nasty, ignore the stupid, jokey tone. Well, the headline is Grapple and Groan. Top wrestler was left in intensive care and unable to speak after suffering a stroke while having sex, sex with his much younger lover. So what? Jerry the King Lawler, 68, you get the reference? Uh, was struck down during a steamy session with Lauren McBride. Why don't the 29, why don't they say, um, it's a really sad story as, um, uh, as, as couple are horrified as, as the guy has a stroke. Well, famous American wrestler has a stroke. His younger wife is devastated. That's the story. The WWE legend's face was half paralysed and he was rushed to hospital just days before the mega WrestleMania event. Uh, He told his dinner with The King Show, I got up and I said something to Lauren and I didn't really feel anything. And she said, what did you say? And I realised then that whatever I said didn't sound right. And then she looked at me, we made eye contact. She said, oh my God, Jerry, go look in the mirror. Where's the bit about having sex? It doesn't say that in his description. I walk to the bathroom and I look in the mirror and the whole right side of my mouth is drooping. Um, Lauren then screamed, oh my God, you're having a stroke. Um, Tough ring star turned commentator, stunned doctors with his recovery, discharged after a week. Been dating the brunette beauty for around seven years. Um... Okay, so it doesn't mention him having sex in it anyway. Uh, the reason I like Jerry Lawler is because, of course, he used to, he um, famously got involved with Andy Kaufman, who's my favourite, favourite comedian of all time. I'm finally making a stand and saying Andy Kaufman is the man. Um, and um, uh, uh, him and uh, Jerry and, and uh, Lawler and Kaufman played this brilliant, you know, kind of cat and mouse game where um, Andy Kaufman used to wrestle women as part of his act. And Lawler, you know, said, you're a, you're a pussy and you're a shame, you know, you're a poor excuse of a man wrestling women. And they, 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 um, it was all an act, right? It was all an act. It was all a put on. And they would send each other these videos. And then in a huge wrestling event in front of about 20,000 fans, Andy Kaufman got in the ring with Jerry Lawler and, um, uh, uh, Lawler busted his neck, busted his neck and almost killed him. And, uh, for about three months afterwards, um, Kaufman had to wear a neck brace. Um, so, you know, that's a sad story and well done, the Daily Star. You've, you've, you've turned, you know, you've turned tragedy into a, into a joke. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the phone number. Dave, stay there. You'll be after this. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses and jet lag antipodeans. G'day, covers. Can I crash on your floor? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. My left hand is really hurting, and it's been hurting for weeks now. And my um, uh, my little finger and my finger next to it are numb. And they've been numb for weeks now. Right, go and see the doctor. I, no, I don't want to worry them. And I'll wait until four fingers are, 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 are numb. Dude, you had your chance, and you blew it with your, your, your lazy, slightly offensive um, phone call. But thanks so much for continuing to try. There we go, you see. Uh, let's go to Dave. Good evening, Dave. Evening, Ian. Evening, female pal. There we go, female pal. Watch your step, mate. <laughs> um, just calling about um, rumours of, uh, of celebrities dying. Oh, yeah, how, your death rumours. And how 
mobile phones, and particularly the mobile internet, ruined it at Glastonbury. Oh, go on. Because during the... I went a few times during the mid-90s before we all had mobile phones. Yeah. And every year there would be a rumour going around that Cliff Richard had died. Oh, flipping heck. And you wouldn't know... Every year they did it! (laughs) Pretty much every year. Wow. And you wouldn't know until you got home. (laughs) (laughs) But then... In 2009, uh, was at Glastonbury, woke up one morning, heard people in tents nearby saying Michael Jackson had died. <laughs> Instantly thought, oh, it's one of those rumours, but yeah. I could go on my phone and look and he actually had. <laughs> Gosh, well, you know, that's, um, wonder why it was Cliff Richard. Well, I suppose Cliff Richard's been know. old forever, hasn't he? I mean, he's, he's as old as God's teeth. So, um, that would kind of make um makes sense i suppose but yeah the michael jackson one I, I, that was a that was a funny old um that was a funny old thing wasn't it michael jackson dying it was a bit of a shocker and just because i was at glastonbury at the time at first didn't believe it yeah but of course didn't have to wait till i got home you could you could google it exactly you do, yeah, well, this the, well, people seem to have got to grips with that now, and now mo- you know the the social media. Like we're saying with the Peter K one, social media means that these rumours can once again come alive. In fact, you've kind of got to wonder how did the rumours get around before social media? That literally would have been word of mouth, you know, because Paul how it worked at Glastonbury. Well, yeah, so many people in the same place. But but I mean but Paul Weller I, but Paul Weller dying in a mini crash, that was before that was like twenty years ago, I think. So that was before social media, and it must literally be people going here. Have you heard about Cliff Richard? Have you heard about um, uh, Paul Weller? It's um, mm-hmm. it's a strange old thing. Thank you for that, Dave. No problem. Cheers, mate. Ta ta. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, and that's how the show works. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. And um, we never turn people away. Very rarely. How many people are banned? Currently, one, three. Are there three? Yeah. There was the one, the one that said that they uh, tried to kill themselves. Yep, 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 yep. yep. There's the one that's been a pain. You've got to narrow that. Oh, that right. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the one that you saw in court. Oh. They're the ones that come straight to mind. They're on the the um, the, the opposite of the gold list. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But we're in a privileged position where we can turn away um, people. Yeah. Um, so is at this stage of the show um, that uh, the, the Indian accented gentleman and I use all three of those words very, very loosely. Dude, the way this, the way phone and radio works is, um, uh, 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 when you call in, uh, it flashes up on my screen, and it's not even just the number that flashes up; it's the name that you used in that phone call. So, to, you're calling from Lincolnshire. You're not because you, you may not be because you're calling from a, a made-up phone number. But, dude, I can see you calling in, and and I can let you know now that your chance of getting on the air is zero. So, um. I would leave it for tonight. I'd go away and have a little think, and um, I'd leave it for tonight. Um, it's always at this point I kind of wonder where to go. It's thirty-five minutes of the show left. The the conversations that have spontaneously ar- arisen, always sort of two hours, two and a half hours into the show, seem to 
seem to fizzle out, and I'm out of vim and indeed vigour, so I never quite know how to, to, to start a spontaneous conversation this late stage of the show. The stories that I jotted down from the papers don't seem as, um, you know, seem like filler as opposed to what, the, I mean, they were, you know, they were not exactly great stories anyway. Um, there's another story in, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, tell you what tell, the mail. Remember we talked about yesterday that the, um, the female stars of that cancer show, the mm. Full Monty, they stripped off, they got paid 10 grand each, um, and there's a big outcry, the show only made four grand for, for the charities, and there's a big outcry, right? In the Sun today, there's a much smaller article. It's like a col- little, tiny little, you know, five six paragraphs. The blokes got paid the same, right? Got paid the same. I personally, ten grand to strip off on TV. I, 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 I think that I wouldn't do it for that. I wouldn't do it for that. Now, the Daily Mail has picked up on this story, and they're arguing that the the women should give their money back. Just give their money back, or give it to charity. Now give 10 grand fee to charity. Fans fury at full Monty stars pay for ITV show that's raised just four grand for cancer. Have I got this wrong? That this is complete and utter not? This isn't, this isn't a story. I think some people are still surprised that these programmes cost the production company money to put yeah, on. Of course they do. Um, Especially like if you're a female in the entertainment industry and a lot of these women are over 30... You're making a huge risk getting your bits out on television. Of course, you're not going to do it for nothing. There was a, there was a furore um, about the celebrity Great British Bake Off, which was for Stand Up to Cancer, and the contestants didn't get paid. And I didn't read the story completely, but the argument was that the, the hosts got paid a lot of money. And I wonder if the hosts actually did get paid a lot of money, or if it was like a breakdown of the series that they did. I don't know. But and and there is kind of something there. It, 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 if we take that premise as real, as, as true, uh, there is kind of something that if you know the contestants are getting nothing and the hosts are getting paid a lot, that could be perceived as unfair. Mm-hmm. I know that when I was um, uh, being interviewed about doing Hunted, Celebrity Hunted for Channel Four, which was for Stand Up to Cancer, um, that was unpaid. And that was two weeks, and it would have been two. That would have cost me money because I'd have been, I'd have had to take two weeks off of this. Um, so it would have cost me, you know, a lot of money. What you, what you, have you just Wogan? Yeah, is another prime example. Yeah. Children in the face of children in need. He oh, used yeah. to get paid for doing that. Did he? Yeah, yeah, good for him. Of course he did. Uh, celebrities were under pressure yesterday to give away the ten thousand pounds fees they were reportedly paid for stripping off on ITV's The Real Full Monty Charity Show. Put me under pressure, I tell you, you get stuffed. Mm. I, here's the thing: I've hosted evenings for charities, and I've been paid. I've been paid. If it's a charity that I'm really, you know, really, really close to, then I'd, I'd probably go and do something. I, I possibly might go and do something for free. Um, but, but the, the, I've I've hosted events where they're fundraisers, and I've been paid. When I was training to be a journalist, um, we had to do work experience in like different fields, different spheres of journalism. Yeah. So I did a bit in radio, a bit in telly, and I did a bit in PR. And when I was at PR, I was working for uh, the cancer research campaign. Yeah. And I was quite surprised because I was naive at the amount of money that the head of PR at Cancer Research was being paid yeah. and the um, chief executive was being paid. Because you think, oh, well, it's a charity. They must be working on bare minimum. 
No, that is a multi-million pound business. You have to get the very best people in order to make the most money. And that's yep. the way these things work. Same goes for television. Just because you're having a good time watching it doesn't mean that it's not somebody's job. Completely. Um, and if do... you're going to raise money for charity, you need to get the very best well. names. And you, people are And they did. They had it. Colleen Nolan and Victoria Derbyshire. People will watch for Colleen. Colleen is the target audience. People love Colleen. Yes. Be- uh, 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 BBC presenter Victoria Derbyshire, Loose Women's Colleen Nolan, were among the eight stars called upon by outraged viewers to donate their fee to charity. Oh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. You go and give your money to charity. Go and go, you, go, you go and give your salary to charity. That's, that's, that's their job. Some of these people might not work for another three, six months, another year. You know, they, they get, get stuffed. The show in aid of breast cancer awareness was even labelled as a farce, I bet, by someone on Twitter. That lazy, lazy new journalism of garnering stories because you found three outraged tweets. I could um, post a picture of a cheese sandwich on Twitter and I would get at least three outraged tweets. It, it doesn't mean anything. Attention seeker. Game plan. Got a game plan. Uh, the real Full Monty Ladies' Night aired last month, followed the women as they prepared to strip in front of millions live while encouraging the public to regularly check for signs of cancer. Damn these women, a lot of whom have been affected personally by cancer, for trousering money and also telling people at home to check their breasts for cancer. Damn them! Colleen Nolan, for one, has lost one sister, yeah. and another sister is t- terminally ill with Nearly it. all of them have been have, have been affected by cancer. It may be all of them. I'm, I'm saying nearly because I'm, I'm hedging my bets. But I I suspect that I know that the majority of them have been affected by cancer. How dare they have famous people on being paid money to suggest that you might want to check your breasts in case you've got breast cancer? How dare they? Even though ITV said the uh, show was not a charity fundraiser and did not ask for donations. What? Sorry? There's your problem. Because that was unclear in the Sun story yesterday. It was an online thing. So the show wasn't pumping out... So the £4,000 thing... So the show wasn't pumping out... If you want to donate £10, then text 10 to this... Right, okay. So it was to raise awareness. Right, okay. In that case, you pay them. One wrote online, if you're doing something for charity, it should be unpaid, not impressed. Piss off. What, a cuckoo? First cuckoo mm-hmm. of the year. Another said they were absolutely disgusted by the payment, while a third tweeted, are they that hard up for cash? Donate the fee to the charity you're supposed to be supporting. Oh, God. Meanwhile, another viewer wrote, What a farce, the full Monty cancer appeal by so-called caring stars. Greedy sods, I say <gasps> donate your fees now. That sounds like the kind of uh, tweet that Gornsky would do, you know, just people shouting into the ether. Any tweets from people who said it was really uh, inspirational? Because I'm seeing a lot of that on uh, Twitter and I'm seeing a lot of that on our YouTube. People saying it was a great show and that it made them think. The stars, who all have a personal link to cancer, performed a burlesque-inspired routine choreographed by diversity star Ashley Banjo. He should donate his fee to charity. Starting the routine... Right, so they stripped. In the finale, they dropped the feathers in front of a crowd of 2,000. Meanwhile, a TV audience of 5.1 million watched from their sofas. One million more than the men's performance the night before. 
In an interview before the programme, Miss Derbyshire was adamant the show was not simply nudity for the sake of it. But... A source told The Sun, while it did raise huge awareness and encourage viewers to check their bodies, a host of the stars took a massive payday. That butt is, that butt isn't, doesn't mean to be there. Miss Derbyshire was adamant the show was not simply nudity for the sake of it. But, that means, the but means there's going to be a contradictory statement. But the next sentence doesn't contradict that when she says it was not nudity for the sake of it. It wasn't. It was a whole show telling people to check your breasts and other bits and pieces. And for the men, and why is it the women that are getting picked on when the men got the same amount of money? You know why it's the women. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Which newspaper is that again? This is the Daily, Daily Mail. Mail. It's pretty appalling that this wasn't made clear to viewers. Fans will be furious as they, furious they pocketed such huge sums. Um... Uh, there was a donation page that, uh, online that raised £4,218, as well as a donation page. ITV also launched a pledge page for members of the public to promise to check their breasts. ITV said these programmes were never p- positioned as charity fundraisers positioned. There's there's managerial talk <laughs> for you guys. Um, or charity appeals. They're about encouraging viewers to take action and get checks, not asking them to donate money. Um, here we go. Uh, um, this growl comes as the Great British Bake Off were paid thousands to appear on charity editions. This this is a little bit. If this is accurate, Prue Leith is thought to have been paid fifty nine thousand pounds for her role as a judge on the five stand up to cancer specials, while Paul Hollywood was paid one hundred and seventeen thousand. Noel Fielding was paid 44000 for his hosting duties, according to The Sun. By the way, this has come from Susie Cohen, the TV and radio reporter for The Mail, who's just lifted two stories from The Sun. I mean, it's, it's, it really is poor. Um, however, celebrities who made appearances on the five-week run, which ended last Tuesday, donated their entire fee. Um, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, all right, this, is a, this is a story about nothing. It's bullying. Get stuffed. Get stuffed. Keep your money. You should have got paid more. Well done. Good luck to you. Good evening, Andy. Hey, Ian. How you doing, man? Um, good, thank you, Andy. What you got for us? I just heard you talking about Jerry Lawler and yes. Andy Kaufman. Yep. Uh, wrestling's my passion in life, so oh. I just want to call you up with regards to it. Yes. Just to let you know, there's a really good documentary on Netflix, uh, When Jim Met Andy. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's absolutely superb. The Jim, Ca- uh, um, Jim Carrey? Yeah, that's right. That's I, right. You know, from the Man on the Moon thing. Here's the thing. I didn't like it, I, I, and, and, and I like, I like, I, I love Andy Kaufman, and I, I yes, really like Jim I. Carrey. Um, but I, I thought he came across as really irritating. I thought, I thought, I thought he was unprofessional and irritating and pretentious. But yeah, what I'm wondering about that documentary was: was the documentary a thing? Yeah, possibly. Well, well, it, in wrestling, we have two terms. We have work and shoot. Um, I don't think I'm breaking any confidence of that. Work is when something is entirely scripted. Shoot is when it's real. Yes. And we would call that documentary a work shoot. What? In that part of it is real, part of it's not. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's how we look at it in wrestling. Okay. Um, the one thing that I do want to tell you is you mentioned about Andy Kaufman's neck having been broken by Jerry Lawler. That part isn't actually real. That part is a work shoot. That's that's not real. He never did that. Right. Well, oh, first, oh. Of all, uh, first of all, first of all, first of all, 
I didn't Go say on. that he'd broken it. I said that he'd seriously injured it and was forced to oh, wear a neck sorry. brace for three months. Yeah. And secondly, I, I, that bit was shoot or work or whatever it is when I'm playing a game. Because... Ah, okay. Here's the thing: you need to stop deconstructing and start enjoying. That's my <laughs> that's my suggestion. Stop deconstructing and start enjoying. Do you know that's the thing with fans? We do say this all the time, but if you deconstruct, you become a critic. Yeah, leave. leave, leave and who wants to be a critic? Leave the curtain exactly. there. Let, let, let the old man carry on um, pulling the levers behind the curtain. It's, but do you know the do, do you know the one story? I mean, I'm I'm a huge Andy Kaufman fan as well. I absolutely adore the guy. And to me, he's a proper huge comedy inspiration, yeah. and everybody should know more about him. My absolute favourite Andy Kaufman story ever yeah. is when he died. They found all the checks that Jerry Lawler had written for him to Ooh. do the work in Memphis, Ooh. and he never cashed a single one of them. Um, he was a, an airy fairy. He was really into transcendental meditation. And when he was um, uh, when he was being shunned, um, all, all, he used to go to Switzerland on, on these meditation courses. And when he was being shunned for wrestling women and and, and doing all of these yeah. outrageous tricks, um, and he couldn't get, a, get couldn't get a job. Um, and he was really, uh, you know, he's broken and really depressed. And he said, right, well, I'm going to go to Switzerland and meditate. And the TM people said to him, um, Andy, actually, we don't think uh, we don't think it's appropriate that you hang out with us anymore. And he was devastated. He was devastated um, that the one place that he could go and, you know, kind of, you know, be, and they turned him away. Yeah, he couldn't believe that he was being judged by those yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you've read it, and I'll probably get the title slightly wrong now, but there's a book called Life in the Madhouse. Yeah, of course I've read it. I don't know if you've read it. Of course I've read it. Dude, you, dude uh, listen, uh, honestly, you don't know. <laughs> I've, got f- I've got a five disc dvd bootleg collection of um uh nearly all of andy kaufman's television appearances i've even oh, seen the movie Heartbeats. that's how much of a fan i've got the pilot for his terrible terrible sitcom he filmed i've got the outtakes from the pilot of his terrible terrible sitcom he filmed i've seen heartbeats although i fell asleep halfway through it uh, i honestly uh, make go- google it yeah. Google it. I've got it all. I've got the bit. I've got the, the, the thing he's doing on a TV show in a club and he's being heckled by Bob Zamuda and Pat Benatar's uncle is about to pull out a gun and shoot the heckler because he totally buys it. I've got that. Wow. Wow. That's, I, I, I salute you. Andy, I Andy, you. end I'm this phone call impressed. and go on Google now. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Trying to out Kaufman me. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> I got my willy out then and showed it to him. <laughs> it was, How very Kaufman. It was ever slightly, <laughs> so slightly longer than it is. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Uh, isn't it? For, there's a there's a putting game out in the office. Um, and my Goldstein kids, and Condies, of course. Of course it is. Um, and uh, my kids were here, and I was so tired, and I was getting a little bit grumpy. I must be honest. But they were loving that putting game. They were loving it. Really. I mean, they didn't. They didn't tend to putt. They were sort of whacking. <laughs> there was a lot of baseball kind of um, stances <laughs> happening. Whacking. <laughs> I was glad I was like through the glass at the other side. <laughs> That was good. Um, they had some fun, didn't they? It was good. We had a good old day today. It's nice. Um, it's nice seeing them play with their, their cousins who were in. Been in um, don't don't worry about that one, Katie. My, we don't need. My them. nephews came round today. I, I went to my mum's, 
and I would offer a kip because my mum's brilliant like that. She says, I'll watch the kids, you go, go and have a kip. And uh, when I came downstairs, my youngest nephew turned up with his dad and I heard him saying, should we play a game? And they're like, yeah. He said, OK, we'll play a game, but I'm not being the baby again because I'm four. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing tag with my two boys on this brilliant adventure playground in this huge, sprawling, in- probably incredibly dangerous thing. Uh, with ropes and bridges and a rope, a rope bridge. Oh, I had to go on a rope bridge. Oh, God. I was horrible chasing. It. So I'm playing with my boys and my nephew. And then this little girl said, Can I join in? I went, Mate, you're in. <laughs> and then they all joined in. And then there was another game of tag going on with another dad. And he kind of palmed them off onto us. I was running around. You know, they're all sort of seven, eight, nine, ten. Gosh, I was shattered. It was really quite a cold day and I was drenched in sweat. Absolutely shattered. Um, Martin Kellner's on at one o'clock. Let's um, see what phone calls we've got. Let's go to um, Paul. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, both. How are you doing? Very well, mate. What you got for us tonight? Um, well, I wanted to speak to Catherine about her um, PS4, but before that, if I could, um, I just wanted to say how good it was of, um, of Alistair earlier. Um, just to kind of open up to you and stuff. I thought he, you know, he did really well. And if he's listening, just to say, like, you know, I'm thinking of him. He's a, he's a, seems like a good man. I feel like I, I, I feel like really. I'm just I'm, I'm, and that's a very nice thing to say. But I do feel like you're you're just searching for something nice to say to me before you speak to Catherine about her PlayStation Four. <laughs> yes. What kind of phone no, in is this? <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was, you know, she's obviously having trouble with, what was it, Catherine, you played, was it um, Final Fantasy? Oh, I'm not having trouble with it, just having trouble being enthused about it. I mean, people dress up as these things, and I can see why, because their outfits are quite um, special. But I sat there for about half an hour before I got to actually do anything, and then within five minutes, I've been, like, zapped by some sort of robot insect thing. Boring. Yeah, too slow. Um, The one I'd recommend for you, Ratchet and Clank. Right, you're the second person that's mentioned that. Get a bit of ratchet and clank, yeah. I'm thinking, the thing is, Paul, if she'd have come to me, I'd have probably said a very similar thing. Instead, she she went went off off script. I wanted something that wasn't um, people shooting each other. Yeah, ratchet and clank, perfect. Is that not like a platform game? Yeah. Well, I want something that was a bit more, like, story adventure You bought Little Big Planet? Yeah. Right. That was quite fun. Right, it's a platform game. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I was looking for a, a wide range of things. So I've got a shooter. I've got that Overwatch thing. How how well, are you... Clank is somewhere in between. Here we go, you see. I wanted like... Um, it's got a good story. You know, I wanted dragons and... Um, boobs. Armour and boobs, yeah. Have you have your girls played <laughs> SingStar yet? No. Because you download the app on your phone and you sing into your We've phone. We've got microphones. Oh, well, what, for the, th- for the PlayStation? Yes. Oh, flipping it. Oh, in that case, cause, but, because it, what's great is you can do it on the phone, but if you've got the microphones, microphones yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. mate, get, do that tomorrow. I might do it tonight when I get in. Yay! <laughs> no, I won't. I'll Finish off that up. bottle of wine and um, get start a bit it. of SingStar going start on. Start it. Yeah, um, so I've got that. I've got the um, Hasbro um, games with, like, Risk and Monopoly and all that. Yep. Uh, I've got one called uh, Journey. Which is a um, you know atmospheric thing. <laughs> atmospheric thing, yeah. Um, and I've got so far, Little Big Planet isn't in, in the lead. For, isn't for fun times. You said isn't is in the lead. Yeah, but you said isn't. You said isn't in the lead. Well, it is in the lead. Okay, well that's why I was clarifying. Okay, thanks very much for clarifying. Um, and then me and Kath are gonna at some point, maybe maybe Sunday night, gonna play um, the Prison Escape game, Paul. 
Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, oh, right, that two players, and we're going to stream it. Um, oh, I've got, um... you got a camera. There you go, mate. Hey! There, there's, a, there's a PlayStation camera for you. I mean, face on. Oh, I'm glad I remembered that. There we go. I was just thinking about that. I thought yes. I'd like to I think if we stream it, you, you, if we stream that game, you might not, your camera might not be in operation. I, I don't know how it'll work. I think it'll just be mine. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. I know who they want to see. They want to see you. Um, Paul, nice one, mate. Thank you for that. Nice one. Have a nice weekend, though. Cheers, Tata. Bye, Paul. Bye, Paul. He's new, Paul. He's new, and I like that guy. I I really dig Paul's calls. You know, <laughs> Paul's a great a great guy. And uh, let's go to Ed. Good evening, Ed. Hi. Hello, Ed. Yeah. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Unfortunately, yes, but not for much longer. Start talking, Ed. All right, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, no, uh, I just wanted to say I disagree with you um, on the charity um, payment. You know, the stars getting the money for uh, going on uh, on TV at 10 grand. I think it's an absolute, uh, absolute waste of money, and I think anyone, the normal people who are putting money in, what? I think it's outrageous. No, you don't think that. I do think that. No, you don't think that. I do think that. 10 grand... If you're getting up on you're on a BBC salary of uh, half a million pounds, I think, I think it's an absolute piss take. Right. You don't think that. I do think that. Okay. Um, so, so, did you watch the show? I did watch the show. Right. Okay. So, you know it wasn't on the BBC? Well, I don't care whether it's on the BBC, but she's, she's some of the more. We're specifically talking about Victoria Derbyshire, are we? Well, she is one of the people on there, yes. Right, okay, but well, you've talked about someone on a BBC salary, so, so, so that's her. Why shouldn't she get paid for... Why, why, shouldn't, why should she do work for free? Well, if she cares about a charity... Don't be so bloody stupid. Don't be so bloody stupid. The message, the programme wasn't... The programme wasn't... A, the programme, Ed, Ed, Ed... Ed, 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 shut up. Too. You're talking out your hat, That's mate. You're talking out your hat. The no, programme, no, you are, no, because no, you don't... What you was the purpose... Get yourself out of getting money for charity, dude. What was the purpose of the programme? Right. You'd take ten grand for charity, wouldn't you? What was the purpose... You would, wouldn't you? What was the purpose of the programme? Ed? What was the purpose of the programme? No, that was the question I asked you. Entertainment. Yeah, entertainment. No, incorrect and answer. To, In, incorrect and answer. To raise profile for, uh, for for cancer. To raise what? Profile for cancer. Incorrect answer. Do you want to try it again? No, don't patronise me. Tell me what you think it was. No, I won't tell you what I think it was. I will tell you what the purpose of the programme was. Go on, then. I will do. It was, Thank you. Y- you're very, very welcome, Ed. Even though you're a very rude man and a stupid man, I will happily educate you. No, 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 you. no, no, that's being rude. Calling someone stupid is rude. No, it's only rude if it's not true. And you know me? From from the, the 90 seconds I've spent in your company, I, it's pretty clear that you're dumb. I've seen you crying on telly, having a breakdown, and you're telling me I'm stupid and dumb. 
First of all, you've never seen me have a breakdown. Secondly, I am so proud of the way I portrayed masculinity on television. So you cannot oh, use God, that. Yeah, the, the world you of cannot men choose that. that. You cannot use that as a weapon against me because it is it is a blunt. It's a blunt um, dining knife. It's oh, nothing. What? I'm so proud that of the emails and the texts and the tweets I've received from people who feel. Um, out of touch with having to be tough, strong men that have to suck up their feelings. I'm so proud of the emails I've had from wives whose husbands have took, have taken their own lives. I'm so proud of the mum that got in touch with me because her 14-year-old son saw me struggling in a social situation on a light entertainment show and turned to her and said, Mum, that's how I feel. I'm so proud of those things. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. Ed, Ed, you let me finish. You let me finish. You let me finish. You're talking to not let me talk. No, uh, Ed, 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 I'm talking because you're an idiot. You've you've, you've attacked me with something that that is you've hit me in the face with a daisy it's not an attack it's not an attack you've used a weapon that isn't a weapon and i'm right you've proven to me that you're stupid you're dumb and here's the here's the biggest one ed here's the biggest one you're a thoroughly unpleasant person that's the biggest one you just don't want to get yourself out of getting money for any charity. No, no, no. Hang on a minute. You've, you've attacked me for something. You've attacked me for something. You, uh, no, you've attacked me for something. That's true. That's true. What, what, that's what why, is true? All right, let's listen to your point, Ed. Ed, Ed, shut your face for a second. Let's listen to your point. Don't be rude to me. No, you're, you're being rude to me, and then you're running, you're throwing insults, and then no, running away when I, def- when I bat them off. You, you, you're, you're throwing insults, then run away when I bat them off. No, 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 you're throwing insults at me. No, I'm not. I'm stating facts. You're an idiot. I'm stating, I'm stating actual facts. You're dumb. Now, what was your question? No, that's not a fact. How's that a fact? That's your opinion. That's a subjective What's, opinion. It's, it's not. It's, it's a fact. Your opinion. It's, okay. It's, a, it's your Ed, opinion. Ed, you're talking now so that we don't have to address the stupid point you made. I'm trying to back myself up because you just called me. Well, then, then let's then let's let's hear your point. Let's hear your point. Then let's hear your let's hear your question again, Ed. That uh, they shouldn't be taking ten thousand pounds, right? When they're on big salaries. No, no. So, yeah, so, um, what's to, the cutoff to, point? What's or, or, or do anything to do with charity? Don't be so. Don't be so stupid. Don't be so stupid. No, what's no, What's the cutoff no. point? What's the cutoff point of salary then? When you stop taking more money for work, a hundred thousand pounds a year, two hundred and fifty thousand. What's the cutoff point? I don't care. I don't care. Most people in little villages, little towns, a world you don't live in. Would not take Mate, I live in Slough. I live in Slough. They're not doing it for charity. They were doing it to raise awareness. They were doing it to promote. They were doing it to promote the message. Ed, and if you listen, you if you listen, if you listen, you might learn something. If you listen, you might learn something, Ed. You just might learn something. I've listened. When you're not on TV, I've listened. Here we go. Here come the insults. Here come the insults. Yes. Thousands of people around you making yes. money for charity. They're not what doing they it. Do they're Ed, Ed, they weren't doing it for charity, though. It wasn't a show for charity. No, it wasn't. You, this is you've misunderstood. It's not, and this is why you're thick because you've misunderstood the premise of an ITV One show. Shall I explain the premise to you? 
Go on, then. I'd love to hear from you, because you're so clever. Thank you. At last. At last he's acknowledging it. Well done. God, if you can't understand an ITV1 light entertainment show, there's very little hope for you. Right, the idea was, and I've got to be quick, because Martin Kellner's, Kellner's in here, and I want to hear what's on his show, because he's a nice man and he's an intelligent man, and I prefer talking to them. But the, the point of the show was to raise awareness about, in the women's case, breast cancer, in the men's case, testicular cancer specifically. And you don't think they and, were going to raise and money? And can, I, the, can I finish? No, it wasn't, it wasn't to raise money. The second you, that- you what the point is and what's your language, okay? All right. The point was to raise awareness about it and to ins- it, to educate people how to check themselves. That was the point. And I'll tell you and how I... They so much. They wanted to be t- paid £10,000. I'll tell you how I know that, right? I'll tell you how I know that. Because throughout the show, there were little films teaching you how to, t- how to touch yourself, how to check yourself... And there were yeah, no phone numbers. There why were no. Why f- they want ten thousand pounds to do that? Because they. they but why? Sh- why? I tell you what, Ed. You you go and work for free. Listen, I've got to go because I've got Martin here, and he's far more intelligent than you. Thanks for calling. There we go. Oh, delightful idiot. Let's turn Martin's microphone up, please, yes, Katie. Hello, Martin Kellner. Bless you. Bless How are you doing? You. You're right. I'm fine. I yourself. like that. Why didn't we get him at the start of the show? A bit of fire in his yeah, belly. We did have fire in his belly, didn't fire we? Fire in his belly. Yeah, yeah, a bit of sarcasm coming out there as well. <laughs> I love it. And a potty mouth. And a very potty mouth. Did he? I missed that. I there was an F bomb, yeah. There was an F bomb. Was it really? Very naughty. Marvellous. Well, What's on your show tonight, Mr. Kellner? What's on the show? Uh, we're doing Not Dead Yet, yep. where we celebrate people who aren't dead. Uh, and it's Clint Eastwood tonight, so oh. we're going to play some of his music. He's got to be about 90 now, isn't Nearly he? Nearly 90. Born 1930, yeah, so uh, yeah. 88 years old. And um, still brilliant. Still brilliant. I mean, you, I, I just printed out the uh, Wikipedia. That's yeah. the level and depth, the research that goes into Good my show. You, yeah. I printed out the Wikipedia, and it, it's sort of like right the way through to yeah. the, you know, the 60s, the 50s. Thunderbolt the 60s, and Lightfoot. 70s. That's, the, that's a great underrated Clint Eastwood movie. Jan Michael Vincent, I think, was the other guy, wasn't he? No, it, uh, no, it was um, Bridges, was it? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. He did yeah. do a film with Jan Michael Vincent. Did, I can't think one. what it was. Yeah. It was a Michael Chimino director. Yes, that yes. Like, there we go. Yeah. So anyway, so we're talking about uh, him. We're playing some bits and everything. Uh, we got the latest from Russia. We've got um, oh, youth clubs. So you used to belong to a youth club? No, you? I didn't. But I was in one today. Actually, oh, were you really? Yeah, we got fifteen seconds. But yes, yeah, I was, yeah, I was well, in one they today. They want to bring him back, and we're going to talk to the lady from the YWCA yeah. or YMCA who wants to bring him back. I was in so today. Really. It was brilliant. Mm. The top shop was run by the kids. Yeah. Uh, Martin Kellner is on at one o'clock. We ate pizza on the table, Did the you? tennis right. table. Anyway, <laughs> Martin's at one. Catherine and I will be back on Monday at ten. Until then, from us, thank you, Katie. Thank you, everyone. Ta ta.